Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the DestralProps.com video games podcast. As always, I'm your host, Dead, and just last just last night, my chair broke, so now I'm recording this in a folding chair. That Join me, sucks. Yeah. Joining me today, we have Cave, who is recovering from a cold. Yay. And Alex, homeless in a fishbowl. Yeah, I just choked about uh, a minute ago almost, so that would have been bad. Just to give you guys an idea of where our heads are at. <laughs> I don't know how to perform digital CPR. It's like analog CPR, but with a bit more feedback. Yeah, basically. Like your hand just comes out of the screen. and <clears throat> For a second, I thought you were going to say you were recording from the floor. <laughs> He's not James. No, no, you. Oh, me. No, uh, yeah, I'm... You said you broke your chair. Yeah, man, my office chair. Um, like the apol- like the uh, it's like you know the faux leather on there. It has been like ripping at the seams for the last couple months, and then I was just sitting in there, and then all of a sudden just clunk. And one of the like, and like the, not the bolt, but the thing holding the bolt, because it's one of those chairs where like the arms are like bolted in that support the back to the seat of the chair. That like the the hole for the bolt just snapped out of place. Oh, that oh, that's annoying. Yes, it is. But what's weird is this folding chair is shockingly comfortable with ha- for having no padding, and it also like forces me to have better posture so my back doesn't hurt as much, and it's also higher. So I'm not so I'm not fucking just crouched down with my knees at weird angles. It's like I'm sitting better in this chair than I was in the office chair that cost a hundred dollars. That's that's sad. Yep. When you are as large as I am, finding a chair that supports your weight is going to cost you around three hundred dollars. Minimum. And so I've had to largely deal with chairs that max weight capacity is literally a hundred pounds less than what I am. So typically what will happen is I will just lean back and then all of a sudden, whoops, the weight of my fat ass just fucking snaps the back of this chair off. Or I snap the front seat in half. Or the thing that happens all the time, I break the hydraulic on it. So it can't raise or lower. It is always lowered. I've had that happen a few times. Yep. I think it's happened with every chair. But yeah, so I have this now. Hooray. Yeah, and honestly, it's actually working pretty all right. Anyway. We're going to talk about video games and stuff. We've been playing things. We have things to talk about. Alex, why don't you start? Some of them might be current. Some of them might be current. Well, one of them is, and one of them is not. <laughs> so, coming off the heels of me playing the HD remaster of Shin Megansei, uh, Shin Megansei, Shin Megami Tensei 3, a couple months ago, I picked up the latest version of the game on the Switch, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Which was something that people had been eagerly anticipating for about three years. That they finally made another 
should become a 10 state game that is not handheld and 2D. With all of the beautiful 3D models that they ripped from Persona 5. Because <laughs> that's basically well, that's basically how Atlas works. Like they made Nocturne, they took the, the models from that, and then they basically used that for the next 10 years on all the PlayStation 2 games, including Persona 3 and 4. Okay. Um and then they and then they ran into the problem of oh we can't it's HD, we can't use those old things anymore. Son yeah. of a bitch, they look too janky. Yeah. Like we'll we'll have to make new graphics. It was just two different teams. We haven't done that it, in ten years. It, it was just two different teams, like one one on Unity, one on Unreal Engine 4, just racing to see who could get it finished first, and then whoever got it finished first, that's the engine they'd use for the next decade. Yeah, pretty much. I think Unreal Engine is the one that won because that's what the game is on. Yes, it is. So it's uh, it's different than previous games in that there are no random encounters. You can see the the uh, well, there are sort of random encounters, but you can see them on the map. Ah, thank God. So kind of like, um, well, actually, kind of like basically every RPG lately. I don't think many RPGs have random encounters anymore. Yes, and I'm fucking ecstatic about it. Yeah. Dad's not a fan of random encounters. I despise random encounters with everything that I am. And that's what actually kept me away from RPGs, specifically JRPGs, for the longest time. Because I was I was into anime since I was a kid. And RPGs are just, JRPGs are just, hey, here's an anime, but you can play it. And I'm like, oh, fucking yeah. awesome. But then I get in there and it's like, okay, where am I going? I think I'm going the right way. Oh, I had a random encounter. Oh, I had a random encounter. Oh, I had a random encounter. Fuck this. I'm returning it and just getting a different video game. You must embrace the random encounters. That is how you grind. No, fuck that. That's what makes JRPGs so addictive. You're like, I must get to level 99 and max out all my stats. But you only need to be level level 60 to beat the game. I know, you but I can. You think I give a fuck, son? I can. It's, I I've got to make this world my bitch. Basically, yeah. So long as the number can go up, so can I. Like I can keep going. I can keep going. You don't need to get that high. I know, but I can. And then I'm and then I'm going to use the the stat boosters to bring every stat to the maximum. So uh, basically, a- anything I look at will die in one hit. Yeah. Oh, I finally reached finally reached max level. Oh, what's that new game plus adds fifty levels? Here we go, baby. <laughs> Hmm. So, yeah. yes uh, yeah, I, I've really been so liking, it's a, I've really been liking just the trend of just taking either like old school franchises or like just like straight up old school games remaking them and then making them not have random encounters anymore they also don't have world maps anymore which I don't know some people don't seem to miss but I'm I I like world maps. I like being able to run around on world maps. Now it's basically just like you you instantly teleport to every area and or they're all connected. So it's basically just one big open world, except it's not really. all. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah, that me. Yeah, that's just just all of a sudden. just. Are you okay? I'm fine. I'm it's I like hilariously this cold actually made me healthier than i've been since i had covid 
<laughs> because it's finally letting me purge the mucus that's just been sitting inside of me. Yeah, you're just and that's what that cough is, just getting out that mucus. Yeah, you're just forcing out all of the bile. Mm-hmm. Just all of a sudden I'm growing just, stronger. Just all of a sudden we're just gonna hear just like a like just like a cacophony of buzzing as you just like burst a whole like big thing of like flies out of your mouth like John Coffee. I can hold my breath for a minute thirty again, which I hadn't <laughs> been able to do since fucking like COVID. A minute thirty. Yep. Fuck man, even when I was healthy, I can hold my breath for twelve seconds. That's that's just cave right there. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's after. It's after. I'm sick. That is making me more powerful. <laughs> yeah, it's like Saiyan physiology. Whatever whatever brings him near death, that he then survives and becomes more powerful. Anyway, Shin Megami Tensei 5. Shin Megami Tensei 5, yes. So, um... So this, the story starts off kind of confusing because, uh, you know, you're in Tokyo, as most Japanese teenagers are, you know, hanging yeah. out with uh, yes, as we school all, friends. As we all know, every Japanese teenager is sent to Tokyo and then dispersed throughout the country once they reach adulthood. Pretty much. Well, you know, Tokyo is the center of the universe. Obviously. When it, whenever any problem hits Japan, they always go straight for Tokyo. It's like even 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 if a Godzilla is created like on the other side of the planet, he'll just immediately make a beeline for Tokyo Bay. Yeah, I mean that's where Shibuya is. That's true. <laughs> just just had to take a second to remind yourself. Oh yeah, that is right. Like Shibuya. Oh yes, it is. I forgot. <laughs> it's 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 hard to imagine Tokyo is not just like one big block of apartment buildings in Tokyo Tower. No, I know it's. I don't. I don't know, man. Like I can, like Tokyo and New York City occupy like the same space in my mind, where they are both like I just well, like that. So those places and like Toronto, where I'm like, okay, this is what this is, and then and then people people say like, oh yeah, I'm from this district. I'm from this district. I'm from this district. It's like, okay, is that New York or not? I'm not gonna lie. I had to straight yeah. up. I had to straight up Google Shibuya to see if it actually was in Tokyo before I made that joke. I was like, I was like, yeah, I'm from New York. I live in the Empire State Building. <laughs> I'm also from New York. I live in the Statue of Liberty because now that's all people care about. I'm from New York, but I can't afford those things, so I live under the Brooklyn Bridge. Yeah, that's where the I, I spend my time with the rats. That's they, what James does. They bring me pizza. That would that would be like James's uh, favorite place to live. Oh, 100%. It's under the bridge with the rats bringing him pizza. Yeah, we we just don't hear from him for like a year and then all of a sudden he just comes back and he's like, "Hey guys, I finally got I finally got internet set up in my box." I've done it. I've become the rat king. Finally. <laughs> my life's achievement. He just grown out his hair and then a bunch of like rats tied their tails to his hair. So he's just carrying around this conflagration of just multiple live rats just tied to his hair. I had to fight the Ninja Turtles a couple times, but I'm good now. 
Yeah. <laughs> People think we're joking, but no, James really is obsessed with rats. Really obsessed. Is. Like I thought I thought it was just a gimmick for like his one his first D and D character, but no. He just likes rats. Loves the fuckers. Loves them to the point where anybody even mentions a rat being hurt, he will get visibly upset. Not even a real rat, a fictional rat. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, so it's probably best I don't tell him about all the, the rats I've killed throughout my house lately. Well, not <laughs> lately, but over the course of, you know, last couple of years. Thank God he doesn't listen to any of our, sh- any of our shows. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I gave him an honest chance, but they weren't they weren't falling for the, uh, the non-lethal trap. So finally, I was like, all right. Literally surrounded my entire house and all the walls with. Um... Why are we talking about rats and traps? I don't know. We kind of got a jokes about New York, but anyway, because, because of because of landmarks, Shimagami Tensei Five. Yeah, yeah. So so you start as so you start as a guy from Tokyo, you know, going about nice prologue stuff, and then uh, you follow one of your friends into a random tunnel, and um, then you come out into Tokyo that's destroyed, and they were like, "Oh yeah, Tokyo was destroyed twenty years ago." <laughs> that's very casual. It's a very casual yeah. way to talk about an entire fucking city. And he's okay. like, that's funny. I just came from it. Oh, sure. Oh, sure you did, bud. Yeah, anyway, so, so anyway, for back the, to the, for anyway, the, back to the hovel. We got to get there before the rats come out and get us. That's true. Uh, actually, I don't think there's any rats in the game. Well, that's a massive oversight. Yeah. Well, well, the the first the first demons that are like running around are like these. Uh, they basically look like puss in boots. They're like <laughs> cats in fencer outfits. Mm, I so I assume they just killed all the rats. Fair enough. I do not have the context of the army of puss in boots running around the city. <laughs> yeah, they they are in persona. Like all all of the personas are the the random encounters and demons. Yeah, it's you put in. It's Shin Megami yeah. Tensei. They recycle those dudes all the time. Yeah, and it's perfectly fair with the number that they've created. Yeah, they... It's almost a Pokemon thing, but not to the same degree as Pokemon. Where it's like, hey, we got a new game. We added two new personas. That's all we got. They actually added several that weren't in Persona, so, you know, they weren't that lazy. But probably... Probably eighty percent of the roster is like the well, it's the usual Shin Megami Tensei crew. Yeah, Pixie, We're Jack Frost, Persona. Pixie, Pixie, Jack Frost, Black Frost, Metatron, Beelzebub. Yep. Satin Nile. Uh, no, not set. Uh, no, uh, unique, unique party member personas are I, not. I'm make, I was making a joke. That penis in the wheelbarrow. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, he's there. Mara. Isn't that like actually like a Buddhist demon or something? Yeah, about a wheelbarrow, um, chariot. It's a it's a it's a penis monster wearing with lots of tentacles riding a chariot. I think it's actually uh, to me it's funnier if it's a wheelchair. That's right, not a wheelchair, a wheelbarrow. Oh, and apparently I'm just looking up some stuff about it. Uh, The chariot's a. The chariot was an addition in SMT two. So what? It was just lolling around. Yeah, just tentacles. 
Yeah, just tentacles. With I mean, very pronounced testicles. I'll curse the Discord chat. I don't want to look. I'm gonna. Yeah, I've seen that before. Oh, yeah, that's not that bad. I was expecting something much worse. Yeah, that's from SMT1, and then SMT2, he got the chariot. And then the design has not changed since. Anyway. Yeah, so 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 after going after navigating the first area, which is basically a wasteland Tokyo, complete with Tokyo Tower in the background. In fact, the, the whole thing is basically navigating to Tokyo Tower where you fight the boss, and then you find out, oh yeah, uh, Tokyo was destroyed twenty years ago, but God recreated it as a miracle. <laughs> Wait. So Wait, uh, what? Yes. So he so the tower got destroyed. Then God was like, "Well, J.K. Tower." No, Tokyo was destroyed, and then God made another Tokyo next to it that was not destroyed, <laughs> that everybody was secretly moved into that they didn't realize it, it was destroyed because the, the destroyed Tokyo was blocked off. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. That is... Oh, that is fucking ridiculous. Uh... Yeah, because that's, that's how it works. Yeah, I also I also looked up stuff about Mara. Um, See, so yeah, Mara is a Buddhist demon, but then, but then they made him a penis in Megami Tensei for a pun, because there is a Japonic word Mara, which means penis. Okay. So just that's, yeah, there is a that's something. Yeah, there's like some. There was a dictionary of Chinese characters for Japanese people, and and the word Mara meant penis. So when they were making the game, they were like, oh, wait a minute, that's a penis. And then made him a penis. Apparently, that's... <sighs> I love learning new shit like this. Yeah. Japan is weird like that. Yeah. So Megami Tensei 5. Yeah, so so yeah, so so Tokyo had been destroyed 20 years prior and then God recreated it. But then God was apparently destroyed or something by the demons because they're like the creator's throne is now empty and all of his miracles are going away and soon this false Tokyo will go away and we'll all die. So we we need to get to the creator's throne and uh, find a new creator, or or make a new creator. <laughs> and the, so and the only people make, the, they're going to make a new god. Well, no, the, well, no. See, see, the the only one who is worthy of becoming a god is a quote Nahobino, which is, I, well, that's what they keep throwing around. Like this, the Nahobino. That's what the, that's what the protagonist is named, and uh, it's basically what happens when the, the, a human crosses with a demon, and has the knowledge of a human. And the power of a god, because as it ter- as it turns out, all the gods and demons way back in the day were all knowledgeable and also all powerful. But then all of their knowledge was removed, and they were turned into humans. I know they're smart anyway, but they keep talking about knowledge like it's the knowledge from the tree of Eden, you know? Yeah. 
the knowledge of good and evil, all that. So not so, so, all, not, all not so much D- not so much book learning so much as like power called knowledge. Yes, the power called knowledge. Knowledge. Knowledge is power. And knowing is half the battle. <clears throat> so the the protagonist is, you know, one of their potential candidates for being the next god, and then all of the other deities that show up, like Shiva and Odin and all of these, you know, Shin Megami Tensei demons slash mythological gods and stuff are like, well, I want to find the human who has my knowledge and I want to take a crack at being God. And then meanwhile, the the uh, the angelic order who are loyal to the old God are like, no, we must, we must, he'll come back. We must, uh, you know, hold the course. The creator is invincible and all of that. Hold and then the it basically line. Turns in, yeah, and, then, and then it basically turns into the standard uh, Shin Megami Tensei, you know, do you want chaos, which is to you know, to to let the the demons and gods have have uh, spread throughout the world at the course uh, at the cost of uh, you know them causing problems, or do you want law where God controls everything, but you'd better be loyal to God or He'll destroy you. So or neutral, which is forget all that and just care about humanity. Probably seems like the best option, but so in the in this world of in SMT five. Was Tokyo the only city destroyed by, like, gods and stuff, or was, like, the entire world destroyed, then God made a new Tokyo? Uh, no, just Tokyo was destroyed, because the the other other people come from other countries, and they're like, oh, we're just fine. <laughs> you know? So demons fucking broke out of hell or wherever, destroyed one city, and then were like, yeah, we'll stay here. Well, there was a, there was, like, a big battle, so, you know, a lot of them died. Ah, okay. So they are you know, like, regaining their forces while like biding their time until they can take over the rest of the world. Or is like, is there any talk of, like the demons spreading out to the rest of the world, or is it just we're in Tokyo and we're waiting for Tokyo to fall so we can kill all of Tokyo, and then uh, no, we'll see where no, they go. No, they do. They do talk that like if if they sit around twiddling their thumbs too long, like demons might start spreading and causing more damage. Which is why there's like the urgency of, hey, we should get a new god to keep these things in in line. Okay. So yeah, that does get mentioned once or twice, but you know, for the most part, demons only really care about Tokyo in the game. Well, yeah, it's the most important city in the world. Yeah, they do. They do acknowledge that. Yes, they might spread to other places, so we better take care of that. (laughs) You you gotta you gotta love that kind of mindset, Uh, like. I, I do. I love it. I love it whenever a series is like, and this is the most important city. Because it's like, other places exist. Yeah, like in, like with. Like it, it always makes me laugh whenever it's like, yeah, this is the most important place in the world. And then, like, some podunk, hodunk is actually the most important place. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, it's like with, with Japan, it's always Tokyo. With. London or France is always with sorry with England or France is always London or Paris with America it's New York with Canada we don't get stories like that the yeah. reason whenever Canada is important is always Edmonton really yeah I don't know why I did not think I did not think that the prairies would be where people would go when writing stories about Canada 
I would think it would like, be like it, Ottawa or Toronto or like like yeah. in Gundam Iron in Gundam Iron Blooded Orphans, like the Canada is like now the new the new the new uh, capital of the world because Fuck you know, is, baby. because they had a horrific war and all the other places were destroyed but nobody cared about Canada. Fuck yeah, baby. Canada number and, 1. Uh, let's yeah, go. They, so they, so they for some reason they decided to make Edmonton the main capital of uh, you know the earth. <laughs> Oh, that won't make things more confusing for the rest of the world. Like people are like I've talked about it before on the show, but people already confuse like what the provincial capital of Ontario and what the capital of Canada is. Like so many people, when if you ask, well, at least from what I have seen of like cherry picked American data, but like if you ask an American, hey, what's the capital of Canada? They'll go Toronto. I have no idea. It's Ottawa. Oh, so it was one of the two cities I named. Yay. It was Montreal. (laughs) Montreal is the capital of Quebec. Is Quebec part of Canada? Yes, Quebec is is part of Canada. (laughs) Oh, we are so American right now. Quebec is the the largest province in Canada. Yeah, I don't know, man. Edmonton is the capital once. Edmonton is the capital of Alberta. Which is, yeah, it is the uh, westernmost. Pro- it is the westernmost province in the prairies, right next to British Columbia. Our actually westernmost province. And immediately to the left, and immediately to the right of a, uh, or to immediately to the east of Alberta is Saskatchewan, our brick. I mean, at least, at least nobody cares enough about it to blow it up. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's one thing I love about alien invasion movies. They're always like, "Take me to your leader," but they're always either in bumfuck nowhere or New York. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 I feel like I've talked about you. I talked to you about this before, Cave, but like, just it is. It always bugs me in stories about like secret underground societies or like secret worlds that exist on top of like the regular mundane world where their seats of power and importance are in the most populated areas despite them wanting to keep everything secret yeah it doesn't make any sense ever yeah like we're we're wildly off topic i don't give a fuck this is our show No, like, nobody will think to look for the secret things in a massive crowd. Whereas the bunker in, in the middle of nowhere is like, I wonder if there's something important there. Yeah, fuck the bunker in the middle of nowhere. Go to a trailer park. Like you like you can there is a there are steps in between a single doorway in the middle of a desert with nothing around it and New York City. Yeah, he's right. Me, if I were going to be basing out of anywhere, I'd probably choose somewhere that doesn't get a lot of, um, like, natural disasters and such. And then just, like, pick an office building and just have that be my secret base. Because it justifies random people coming in and going out at odd times. Yeah, I'd... Honestly, I'd get to, like, a town or, like, city that's around the size of the one I'm currently in. 
and then just like set it up at the mall. Yeah, that's a great place to set up an evil base. Not even evil, just secret. Evil has to be evil. No, it doesn't. They're always evil. evil. They're always Only evil. evil people have bases. Only evil people have secret bases. No, they don't. I'm looking at you, American government. You see, <laughs> you see plenty of superheroes with secret bases. Yeah, they're all evil. <laughs> haven't you watched? Haven't you seen Injustice? Superheroes are evil. <laughs> you guys, got, got, guys, guys, I got, I got a great idea for a Superman story. What if we turn him evil? Again, nobody's done all of evil Superman comics. Yeah, nobody's done that original. before. Just goes over to it the makes him so much, It makes him so much more relatable because you know nobody will believe that anybody with any kind of power would be a good person. Just goes over to the calendar. They're not doing for another evil Superman story for another two months. We got it scheduled. We'll come around to that later. Oh, I have an idea. What if the Flash was evil? No, we already did that one, too. Fuck. We haven't done Batman is evil for a little while. You want to do Batman is evil? No, people already is evil. People already like Batman. Now, have you guys seen what they're doing on Titans? They already think he's evil. I try not to think about that one. Yeah, don't. It's bad. It's awful. But if you want to think about Titans at home, check out our commentary tracks. Available now on DustLowProds.com. We have season three. Uh, We're watching right now. We'll be having episodes uh, five and six coming out the next couple days. Damn. Commentary probably probably improves it. I haven't seen the commentary, but I don't see how it can make it any worse. It's just a lot of us getting mad. Yeah, I mean, also make yeah, also uh, doing doing you know the shaft thing. Uh, you know, he's one bad mother. Shut your mouth. Talking about you know whatever we could do, like that doing that uh, when Starfire rolls into the scene in a seventies car playing funk music because they she's basically a black exploitation character. Are they playing that funky music till they drop? Uh, not till they drop. Probably until Beast Boy drops because they knock him out a lot. Uh, that's a shame. Also, I think the show writers forgot what Beast Boy's powers were. Oh, lovely. Because not only has uh, he not changed into an animal this entire season, uh, he also only began changing into an animal when he started getting angry and then everyone was like, whoa, calm down, Beast Boy. You're losing control. You know that thing Beast Boy is famous for? Basically being a werewolf. Well, they did just make him a were-tiger, for fuck's sake. He turned into a snake once. <laughs> they made him a were-tiger, for fuck's sake. And they might have forgot that. Because, oh, right, also, fucking... <laughs> There's a point in episode six. Robin is like, or Nightwing, is trying to recreate a crime scene based only on audio. And so he has Beast Boy. You know, close combatant Beast Boy do various sword slashes in order to match the sound. What? I don't know, man. This is why I'm glad I don't watch this show. Also, Blackfire, a uh, piece of space gum hucked onto, the, hucked onto the neck of a lady who abandoned her child in a grocery store parking lot is now potentially trying to fuck, okay. the, is now potentially trying to fuck the four-year-old Superboy. Shin Megami Tensei. Yeah. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Video games. 
I'd like to do something else today other than talk about video games, except, oh, no, wait, we haven't done that yet. No, we've been doing that for a half hour. You know, you know, you know, you know, as, sh- as shaky as Shin Megami Tensei 5 story is, after hearing all that, uh, I'd say it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, it's Oscar. Uh, it's Oscar material as opposed to <laughs> this shit. The one, the one thing I'll say about Shin Megami Tensei 5 is that the factions you can join, which is basically, uh, do you want to side with the angels and... You know, follow God's will. Do you want to side with the demons and give power to all of the various demons and deities at the cost of, you know, maybe screwing over humanity if they fight too much? Or do you want to just destroy the whole thing and get rid of all of the angels and demons and just have a world only for humanity? Yay, and the only option all- is the only option is genocide. And uh Which is which is a lot better than the three's options of do you want to, hey, do you want a world where everyone beats each other up for survival of the fittest? Do you want a world where everyone leaves each other alone forever? Or do you want a world where everyone is enslaved? <laughs> right. Those are the options in three. Those are the options in three. Or or do you just or do you just want to set the world back to the way it was? Which, yeah, that's kind of the only option. Man. So I will I will give five that that the side you choose you, you can choose to do ha- make a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah, they do. It just just from just from talking about it. Oh, that is infinitely. Be- those options are infinitely better than anything else. They also the usual alignment system comes in. Where do you swing more from law to chaos depending on what some of your dialogue choices is? Which is basically like if you're like kill kill like what what should we do about this? What should we do about the situation? Kill the demon, then you're chaos. As opposed to like, hey, we should we should try and resolve this without violence. Except it always comes down to violence. But hey, you, you made didn't the want effort. to do it, so that makes you law. Yeah, here's you made the effort. Here's a lawful you tried sticker. But this doesn't actually affect the the ending you could pick because once you start the final dungeon, they're like, okay, what option are you going to take? And you can pick an option that is not at all with what your alignment has been. And the oh, game, the game will bring. That. The game will briefly acknowledge just by having one character go, okay, well, that's not at all how you've been acting every t- all time we knew you, but okay, let's go with that. So does the alignment system, like, <coughs> have an impact on the gameplay at all? Uh, yeah, so if you, pick, if you pick the ending that your alignment would steer you to, uh, you get bonuses. But like, only uh, in the ending. Well, in the end game. Okay, what about the rest of the game? The rest of the game um, does it does it really do anything? I not really. It just it 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 depends on how some characters react to you, and it it affects you know whether you'll, you'll whether whether the whether you when you pick the ending that's with your alignment you'll be like yeah all right we're all in agreement here's some bonuses for you as or hey doesn't make any sense but okay. Why like, uh, include an alignment system if it's going to have such little impact on the gameplay? Because that's just what, uh, you know, SMT5... Uh, this is what Shin Megami Tensei does. Also, uh, Shin Megami Tensei 4 had a really hard to figure out alignment system that did force your ending. And a lot of people hated it because, like, in order in order to get the neutral ending, which was the best ending, like, you had to... You basically you had to pick a certain amount of law and a certain amount of chaos because at one point 
you would get a massive amount of points no matter no matter what you picked. So you had to basically have enough to offset that to keep you neutral. And people didn't like that, so they were just like, "Okay, fine, we'll just make it a." Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying like, "Hey, yeah, they need to force the ending." I don't give a fuck about the ending. The ending is like five percent of the ninety hours you've spent playing this fucking game or whatever. Like you go in, you go into like something like Mass Effect, I guess, like the most, like one of the yeah. most popular like, alignment systems that in, that come out in recent years, Paragon Renegade. That gave you bonuses. That gave you benefits, or like lock stuff off and open other stuff up throughout the entirety of the game. And then it did give you an end game choice that kind of locked you into the alignment, but it also very explicitly told you what your alignment was and how it was growing throughout the game. Well, it's worth it's worth noting there's not a lot of alignment choices in the, in Shin Megami Tensei Five, so like your alignment choice doesn't really lock in until almost the end game anyway. That's because they That's didn't probably... put it in there, despite them putting in an alignment system. Yeah, they didn't. Uh... Like they they had the foresight to put in an alignment system, some to be like, hey, you're leaning towards either law or chaos, and then gave you nothing until the very end, which you could also just ignore and undo everything you did. Yeah, and when it was originally released, you could literally just ruin your entire storyline. Yeah, like this Mass Effect. Yeah, Mass Effect. Oh yeah, if 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 you weren't like I'm actually going to be Mass Effect. I'm actually going to be replaying Mass Effect soon, just because I feel like it. Yeah, fair. Also, Mass Effect kind of makes you feel horrible if you play anything other than Paragon. I don't know. I felt all right. I felt all right when I did the genocide thing. Yeah, but that's you, Dad. You, <laughs> you are an anomaly. Yeah, but, uh, yeah but, but that's but the thing is to go full renegade in Mass Effect, you also have to be an asshole to everyone and like kill your friends because that's the renegade choice. It's like, hey, you, hey, you, you disagree with me and defied me slightly. Bang. Well, not really. Like in in Mass Effect One, like, you, like if you go like full Paragon or full Renegade, you can still have Rex live. Because you either go, hey, buddy, you're my bestest friend and we need to survive. And then or if you go full asshole, you go, hey, listen, fuck boy, I don't give a shit. Either fall in line or I will shove my foot foot so far up your non-working dick. <laughs> and the Rex is like, OK, Shepard. And then he lives. He, he, yeah, but that, that works with Rex. But there's a couple of times in later games where like the renegade option is to kill someone. Bad. Like the renegade option, like the renegade option with what's her face and her daughter is to kill her and take her daughter, even though her daughter is very untrustworthy. Well, she'll probably be more trustworthy after she witnesses you kick him in a murder. You're like, oh, no, because, oh, no. he'll kill me. OK, cool. I'm a just. No, because her, her whole thing is trying to trick you into like melding with her, which kills you. I mean, you cannot do it. But like the entire game is her, she's trying to like secretly murder you. And the and the only way to avoid it is just like not talk to her. No, you can talk to her. You just don't agree to fuck her. Don't yeah. agree to fuck the alien whose specific thing is if we have sex, you'll die. And definitely don't trust her when I think you're unique and that I might finally be able to have someone I can love. So she's less but trying like, to secretly kill you and more outwardly no, stating, like, "Yeah, if we do this, you'll probably die." She she's like you're stupid enough to fall for this, right? <laughs> you yeah, killed the most dangerous man in the galaxy. Come on, bud. Yeah, ba 
Based on the shifty eyes she has in that scene, it's clear she's like, nah, I'm gonna, she's, she's, she knows she's gonna kill it. She's just trying to trick you into doing it. Yeah, it's well, also, so fucking obvious. Well I'll, well, I'll supersede your secret murder with a more overt murder if you do anything. Also, if you actually recruit this character, she just leaves at the beginning of three and, like, doesn't yeah. show up except as just, one more, except. I think, well, she, I think she gets turned in. She becomes, she, she get, becomes an art. She, she becomes one of the demon things. Yeah, she becomes one of the the husk things, but she doesn't show up until the very end. The band and all you get for her, and all you get for her from her is like one email, like on Shepard's terminal, being like, "Hey, the alliance was coming in, so I figured I'd bounce." But hey, thanks for thanks for recruiting me. <laughs> that's it. Oh man. So yeah, like playing playing full Renegade in Mass Effect, and it might work in the first game, but like in two and three, it really kind of screws you over towards the end. Hmm. Yeah, I usually play those games Paragon anyway. I know that's, but that's why I'm like you. Like unless you play full Paragon in Mass Effect, you usually feel pretty bad. Oh, if you have a conscience. Unless unless you're deliberately trying to play Shepard as the most evil asshole in existence. I literally can't do Renegade playthroughs just because I'm like, oh, I feel bad. <laughs> uh, so Shepard got Tensei Five. Yes. Hey, at least we were talking about a video game. We were talking about a game. Um, so anyway, um, so the, the story is all right. The open world is interesting. The battle system is fun. However, the open world is some some open world sections are terribly designed, especially the third one. The third one is like this downtown area that's like half destroyed and there's a big canyon in, in the middle of it. And you basically have to like work your way down one canyon and then go up the other. But the the places you can actually climb on and the places you can't are not really highlighted at all. Oh, yay. That's always. And also, and also there's a gimmick where unless you like completely explore the area to take out like eight sections of like eight generator things, like the, the boss of that area is basically impossible to kill. So, yeah, that took me like five hours to navigate Jesus. just that one section of. Just finding that one sec, the thing of finding the boss's things, and the finally, I had to, I had to resort to looking up a YouTube video to find the last one, because I was like, "There's no way in hell anyone ever would possibly look in this area," and it's basically impossible to explain through text too. So you pretty much need a visual guide to see it. Yeah, that's wild. <laughs> and uh, because of the open world, there's only like two dungeons in the entire game. Because wow. they're like, well, the op- the open areas are the dungeons, which you know, fair. Yeah, kind of. They, they do take about as long, but the the first the first dungeon was so terribly designed that by the time I had actually gotten the game, they patched it to be easier. So I don't know what it was like to begin with, <laughs> but apparently it was so hard that they patched it to take out like certain things to make it easier to cross. Wow. Yeah. And I still needed to check up a walkthrough to, to get through one section, although I could be just read a walkthrough and it's like, stand here. And I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't need to like pull up a YouTube video and visually retrace the guy's steps to find where I was supposed to go. <laughs> and then there's the, the last dungeon, which actually was fine. I was able to figure that out on my own. It was pretty easy. Well, that's there's good. There, there, there's a gimmick where like in certain rooms, time will stop, which means enemies won't attack you but it also means doors won't open so like if the, if there's not an open area to go through next you're stuck you have to go back so time starts and then move around 
to make sure that when time stops, they're in an area where uh, you can just go straight through it, which was tricky. But, you know, it was the fun kind of tricky. I was like, oh, OK, I have to go this way. Yeah, an actual puzzle and not just shittily designed. Yeah, not just and not just which which of these many rocks rendered into this area is the one that I'm allowed to climb on. Yes. We have nine different paths you can go. <laughs> Only one of them leads down the right way. Good luck, fucker. Yes. Where puzzles? Where? <laughs> I love that noise. I I just love way. Crank <laughs> the AC. Yeah, like fucking Penguin, Wario, Waluigi. Waluigi, the best. Waluigi. Anyway. And uh and there's some there's some DLC for it, because of course there is. Which basically gives you like one short subquest that gives you an additional demon. One of which is very useful, so so I took that one because th- that demon has like a eight hit physical attack. I was just about to ask if the demon was any good. Oh, it's very good. Could you imagine? It's- hey, pay thirty dollars. Here's half a dungeon. And you get a piece of shit level twelve demon. Oh, I uh, no. Well, you you only have to pay three dollars for her, so it's not that bad. Okay, I'd say it's argue. I'd say it's arguably worth it. And um, there is there is also there's another one to. Uh, to increase the rate of which Mitamas spawn, which are those little teardrop things, if you remember from Persona. Yep. And in this game, uh, you can't recruit them, but if you can find and kill them, which is annoying because they're only vulnerable to one thing and they flee after one turn. Oh, so yay. Either, the best so you either have to, So you either have to guess or you have to like have a, a ton of scanning items so you can immediately scan it and see what it is. Which is, you know... Easy enough to do once you get once you have enough money to just buy a stock of ninety nine of those items, and uh, they either give you lots of experience or lots of money, and they also drop items which either will immediately make it so that you can level up. Ooh, or, nice! Or they give you you know like you can sell it for a ton of money, uh, but if you have this DLC on, Mitame's literally spawn everywhere. <laughs> like every and en- every every enemy spread has like a lot of mitamas, and they actually give you the option to turn it off in the menu if you actually don't want to fight a game of nothing but invulnerable bonus enemies that give you st- stupid experience and money payouts. Wow! So they could have designed that a little better, but I mean, you you have to pay for that. So I guess they figure anyone who's paying for that is uh, they want just gonna, this. They want this, yeah. And then there's and then there's the one pack which adds the fiends to the game, which was a thing that isn't that wasn't Shimagami Tensei three, where you had to fight you know all the skeleton enemies like the Matador and all the riders and basically any of those any of the personas that are like made of skeleton. Oh, dudes. you just gave me an idea for my next challenge playthrough. Okay, it's gonna be a Skelly Bones crew <laughs> for, for for persona. Yep. Okay. Only skeletons. Uh, so- only I have to see only, the bone. Only fiends. Okay. Yeah, I mean they're they're pretty good characters. And uh, yeah, so you beat them all, and you could you unlock them for fusion. And if you beat them all, then you then you get to fight as a bonus boss, the protagonist of Shin Megami Tensei three, the demi fiend, who is ridiculously hard. Well, he's just happy to see you. Even even at even at the. Even at level ninety nine, people I think people took like I think months to figure out the trick to fighting him, which is basically that. Uh, so for for his fight, 
he summons demons just like you know he he could in the game. Yeah. And uh, ba- basically, it's like if he goes like five turns without summoning a demon, he 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 wipes the party. <laughs> so you basically, so you have to you have to keep targeting his demons or hitting him with multi hit attacks, so that like a demon goes down every five turns, or else he'll wipe you. Wow. Which is, which is art, which is arguably better than, um, when he he was a bonus boss in another Shin Megami Tensei game that came out in the PS2 era, and in that one it was like if you resist anything he throws at you, he'll wipe the party. Also, oh, every twenty turns, every twenty turns he'll wipe the party, and you have to like set up ways to avoid that. Which is uh, either you either you have an ability which makes you immune to damage if you're asleep, and then you wait for a, one of the characters who conveniently always throws out the sleep status effect to hit that character, or you make use of the survive one round with one HP, which only works once. So yeah, he's a lot he's a lot easier in this in this uh, respect. But people were pulling their hair out for like a solid month trying to figure out how to kill him. Good lord. Yes. Well, he he's the demi fiend. He's the mimetic badass of Shin Megami Tensei's, uh, you know, meta plot. Like, yeah, but like strong, you, the strongest character to ever live. Yeah, but like you could make a super badass and not make him. You like you could make a super badass, but like make him well. Yeah, not a cheap motherfucker. Yeah, not. I mean, every, once you figure not out, what, every final like hidden boss has to be Shao Kahn. Just Shao Kahn needs to be Shao Kahn. Just Shao Kahn. Yeah, I don't. I don't need fucking this piece of shit standing in the corner just cheesing fucking range attacks at all times. So I can't get close. Then scream, "You suck!" When I die. Goddamn piece of shit. That game came out in two thousand nine, and I still fucking feel the sting at thing about it. <laughs> is there like a connection issue because anytime i say something both of you just stop talking for 30 seconds <laughs> sorry i'm just, i don't have anything to say beyond what has okay, already been he was said. just dying and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out where to go next after our long trades <laughs> it's like right right what was i talking about not shao Kahn. oh yes uh Penis monsters. That's what we were talking yes, about. Penis, yes, penis monsters. That's penis, penis monsters. monsters and skeletons. Yes. Yeah, I yeah. think it's a Buddhist demon. <laughs> it is a Buddhist demon. Yes, <laughs> we just end up talking in fun. circles with each of us replacing each other in the role. <laughs> I think it's a Buddhist demon. Oh yeah, actually it is. I just looked it up. Its its name is a pun with penis. Also, um, so demons can since you have demons in your party, they can talk to other demons that like they're connected to. Which um, which can, which can cause, you know, amusing conversations. Like Belfagor is that demon that sits on a toilet. Yeah. If you remember him from Persona Five. Yeah, I remember him. And, Man, that's a painful and, dump. And, is all and, I can say there. And if he talks to a mermaid, he's like, "Hey, can you help flush out my pipes? They're a little clogged." Oh, uh, no. And she gets mad. <laughs> By every right. By every right. And so if so Good if Mara wow. talks, so if, so if Mara talks to this, I forget who he talks to, but there's one he has this conversation. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm getting old. I'm getting getting a little. It's it's hard to stay straight sometimes." I've been sitting you know? on this toilet for thirty five goddamn years. 
No, this is Mara, the penis demon. Oh, I've been sitting in this and chariot for 35 goddamn and his, and his, years. His entire, and his entire thing is about how, how he's drooping and he needs a little something to Oh, give, God. To no. Yes. <laughs> it's, 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 it's nothing but like one long penis innuendo conversation. Well, it's one short penis innuendo if it's the Torn King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, so you have funny conversation like that and then you have and then you have conversations which is just like oh yeah we're good so i just go so i just like looked up belphegor and there's apparently yeah. like a within the dictionnaire infernal a book on demonology uh describing demons organized into a higher into hierarchies uh written by uh jacques colin de Plancy in 1818 the original drawing of Belphegor is him shitting on the toilet. Yes, it oh. is. You mean the yes, demons of Gotia? Yeah, well, that's probably that's probably why, Bel- why Belphegor is on a toilet because you know. Yeah, just classically, they, they, Belphegor is depicted as just taking a massive shit. And what's great they, about uh, it? What's actually great about it? The thing that I fucking love is you can just very, like, very faintly see in the background, just like peeking up from behind his head. Belphegor's other hand pulling his tail up out of the way so he can shit properly. Yep. It's a great image. It's a fantastic image. It's a great image. <sighs> they do their research. It is always great when you go back and like look at like old demons and just see like some of the most ridiculous shit. Like, so many, like, old-school depictions of demons are just, like, either something, like, so insanely, like, ludicrous or just something so non-threatening that it's hard to believe it's, like, everyone, anyone ever took it seriously. Like, you ever see that image that was floating around? It's, like, float around, flows around the internet of just, like, a demon, like, wheeling his massive dick into a village in a wheelbarrow? Yep. And it's just like, bro, I feel sorry for you. It's like, I'm not going to be like, oh, God, this horrid demon's coming. It's like, hey, bro, do you need, like, I'm going to get some, like, syringes and drain that thing, bro? You'd probably enjoy that. Like, if it lasts longer than four hours, you should see a doctor. It's like, it's either that or it's the fucking South Park sketch where, where, like, the dudes of South Park just radiate their balls so much with microwaves they use, like, space hoppers. Like, it's one of those two energies. So, yeah. Same with Tensei. <laughs> so, it's, I mean, it's, it's basically, you know, what I've explained, you, you, uh, the ending is basically like, hey, hey, do I, do I, well, obviously, you know, the main character takes the throne because, of course, he does. Naturally. You know, all, there's a, there's a rival for, uh, for, for each faction and you fight them as bosses and the one rival you'd be allied with of course gets killed because you know that's usually that's usually what happens in endings like this where it's like hey the person i side with dies anyway because only the protagonist can do anything yeah i have the powers not him i'm special fuck you blue although although there's there's also an interesting thing where uh one of one of the the protagonist's human friends like becomes a demon at some point and actually joins your party which was you know interesting because <laughs> i don't think that's ever happened before yeah that's L- like a spe- like a special demon model and everything yeah that's wild yeah oh i now kind of want 
And she, she takes and like, and like she has to join your party and she takes up a slot on your roster that you can't, you know, drop her from. Oh, that's fun. I now so, kind of want I, I now kind of want a persona game where an option you can take is like you can either like form social links with your friends in order to like get personas from them or murder them, losing them in and combat but gaining them. Pardon? And then just steal their personas when you kill them? No, not steal their personas, turn them into personas. Uh oh. that happens that happens in Persona One for one character actually. He doesn't murder them, but like somebody somebody that he was close to dies and becomes his persona. Yeah, but like I'm talking about like a mechanic throughout the game where it's like the risk ward thing of like like if you spend a long time with this character, that you will be able to unlock like the highest level of persona. But if you don't and just like kill them outright, you can get a very powerful persona for where you're at who will inevitably be out leveled by everyone else. So it'll just be like it'll just be like, hey, you, you get like real quick, just really powerful guy who will level up a bit but won't be as powerful as the guy you could get if you stay if you like put in the time. If you stay the course. Yeah, it's like the even that, like, that would be interesting, yeah. And just like have that determine like what could be the like have that determine like what could be an ending. Because, like, with Persona, you're always playing, like, good people, or at the very least, or at the very least... Ostensibly good people. Yeah, you are playing blank slates that have aligned themselves with people who believe they are doing good. Yes. I... Is Pers- uh, quick question. Is Persona 5 Strikers the one that's, uh, like, the Onimusha clone? Yeah. Okay. Because I got that for free and haven't gotten around to playing it yet. How'd you get that for free? Uh, Persona... Uh, PlayStation Plus. Ah, okay. I was like, I think that's on PC. Where'd you get that for free? <laughs> who, who, who'd you steal that from, kid, man? Do you have any Steam cards? It's just some guy walking down the street with the game. He just like, you know, yeah, he just handed him. it to me. No, no, <laughs> you just popped up behind him and hit him in the head with a club and then just walked away. Yeah, when, when you woke up, you were back home with a copy of Persona 5 Strikers in your pocket. You're like, how, <laughs> how did this happen? <laughs> His his secondary pers- persona took over. Why does my butt hurt? He's like, he just he, he wakes up and he's like, "Ugh, get game." That's smash. It hurts because that's where the that's where the copy was kept. He gets he he gets the stone hammer he has hidden in his closet that actual caveman doesn't know about. Wait, there's a stone hammer in my closet? Yeah, and I gotta find this shit. That's yeah, when. It's for it's for when your other personality comes out at night and Captain Caveman goes to fight the alligators. Yes, <laughs> that, that, that's that's why you're protected from the alligators because you you get up and you you sleepwalk through the night and beat them with a club. And despite my want, I cannot use Captain Caveman as the feature image for this again. I think we have like three shows in here that have used Captain Caveman. Because <laughs> it's just such an easy joke. Pretty much. <laughs> so anything else to say about Shimigami, or do you have anything else you've been playing? Uh, I do, actually. So speaking of New Game Pluses, which came up like well, an hour that, ago. One more, thing I'll, uh, one more thing I'll say about Shimigami Tensei uh, 5 is that there is a New Game Plus function, but if you select it, you start off at the level you were at to begin with, which oh. means basically you'll basically just stomp through everything in the game. But on the other hand, if you if you don't pick the new game plus, then you don't really carry anything over that's worthwhile. So for replay values, uh, you might as well just start a new game. Yeah. 
unless unless you want a file that has all of the endings on it. And I think I think you get like uh, some kind of symbol on the file depending on what ending you get. So if you want your save file to have all the endings on it. I've actually been debating uh, re- like restarting properly Persona 5 because I keep using New Game Plus just because I'm like, I did all that work. <laughs> like, I did all that Persona work. 5 new- Persona 5 New Game Plus can still be fun because, you know, you, you start out at a basic level. You just... Uh, having Max in uh, the, the social stats kind of kills it a little bit. I, yeah, but I, I always thought that was stupid anyway because I was like, why do I have to, you know... Why do I have to be social? Well, no, it's, it's it's like, why do I have to grind up these skills before you'll talk to me? I want that bonus now. Yes, give me the bonus now or I stab you and then turn you into persona. You know, you know it's like, hang out, hang out with me, mysterious girl that uh, hangs out in a church. Don't make me sit there reading books to get my knowledge up enough that you'll talk to me. Come on, mysterious fox. I'm understanding enough. <laughs> yeah, it is. It, it can be an annoying limiter, but it does. Fox. It's- it gives you something to do with your days. Cause... I don't think I ever. I don't think I ever maxed out the fox's social link because I just got so annoyed doing the side quest that I was just like, nah. Well, yeah, because it's like it's one of the few. It's one of the few like social link characters that its entire thing is just side quests. Yeah, it's like people do like you don't quest. care about. It's like I can't. It's like hey, in terms of side quests, I care about funky student, and that's it. <laughs> But we'll get to that next. So, time. Speak, so, so speaking of New Game Plus, uh, another game I played was I. So from Steam, I downloaded the the PC version of Chrono Trigger, which I hadn't played in like twenty years. Which, if you don't know, Chrono Trigger was a classic Super NES JRPG from back in the good times. Back in my day. Back in my day. Yes, it is. I believe, like, considered like one of the. Like one of like the JRPGs, the greatest JRPGs of all time. Yes, it's it's quite good. Yes, described on Steam as the timeless RPG classic. (laughs) Yeah, because you travel through time. (laughs) Oh, aren't we clever? Yes. Be sure to download our free mobile game that has thirty-five dollar microtransactions, baby. Square Enix. Fucking square in it. So Chrono, yeah. So, well, I mean, I I hate their I hate their practices, but I'm like, oh man, but you made a lot of games I used to like. Well, actually, no, I still like them. No, yeah, trust so you, me. I you used to you, you you used to be good, Square Enix. What happened? Yeah, I will be telling a story of having similar opinions. But we'll get to that. So Chrono Trigger is a comfy story about a boy named Chrono. Who wakes up one day from his mother, waking him out of bed, lets all good JRPGs start. Naturally. So he was in bed with his mother? Weird. No, she... Sh- no, he- no, actually... Well, I don't know. There's only <laughs> one bed in his house, and he's sleeping in it. <laughs> but there's not enough room for more than one person on his bed, so I guess his mother just sleeps on the floor. His mom built, a, pil- his mom built a pillow wall. Yeah. Could be. Just you stay over there, honey, and I'll pretend I don't hear the grunting. The vigorous, violent, uncomfortable as hell grunting. The only consolation is it only lasts about 10 seconds. <laughs> so we are in the grand year of 1000 AD, where it's med- it's a sort of medieval in that there's still a king, 
and the, the place is still pretty primitive, but also there's robots and like refrigerators and modern appliances. That's the 1000 AD I know. Yes. Well, there's 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 one robot that was built by one character who's a genius, and his whole gimmick is basically singing into a microphone, and then you know boxing with you. And if you beat him, he gives you points. Man, I really I need to replay Chrono Trigger because I don't remember any of that. You don't you don't remember Gato the robot? I don't remember getting punched at while being sung. Too. I've never played Chrono Trigger. They call me Gato. I have metal joints. Beat me up, and you'll earn fifteen silver points. Oh yeah! I always thought he was just rhyming at me. Oh damn, homie no, got fucking bars. He's, no, he's singing. If if you listen to the background music that plays and look at what he's saying, you realize it syncs up. So he's singing to you. Oh, I never have the music turned on. Okay, the music is I, the best. I, one of the best parts of the game. I don't like music. That's like yeah, this, Chrono Trigger has like one of the most classic soundtracks of all time. That's like this is a thing that is this is a thing that is known about Cave. He does not enjoy music in any capacity. In any capacity, not even background music. Oh, pretty much, pretty much hate like like I, I have very like negative like experiences listening to music in general, and like background music tends to just distract me so i just turn it off so i can focus on what i'm actually there for and despite all of that he is still learning to play guitar yep (laughs) because okay i say i hate music because that usually will just get people to stop i don't hate music i don't enjoy music as much as normal people do i tend to like if i'm sitting there with music on i'm like great can we get this over with so i can go do the thing like I don't care what your I don't care what your song means. I want to actually see the story. I want to do this thing, that thing, the other thing. And I'm like this, I think, because I kept getting music forced on me throughout my entire life. Because for those of you who don't know, I'm black. And black people usually like music. And when they hear someone doesn't like music, their response is, "Boy, you just haven't heard my music." And putting their headphones on you or some other way to try and force you to enjoy their medium. I I have a very bad history with, like, trying to just exist. So, that's why I say I hate music in general. I actually rather like a lot of different songs. But. I mean, I I think Chrono Trigger's soundtrack is, like, one of the best parts of the game because of how well it was made, but, you know. Yeah, music That might be the case. But I tend to just turn off soundtracks so I can actually focus. Like you missed the best part about Gato, apparently, which is that he sings. I didn't realize he was singing, and I I'm, I feel bad about that. Man, after punching out his friend's robot. <laughs> Uh, it's like the world's most intense game of Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Basically, yeah. So after getting his 15 silver points and playing some carnival games, uh, he goes out to the fair where he gets he runs into this random girl who's walking around who's like, oh, my name is uh, Marley. Yes. Which is... Real s- name. Suspicious. Well, yeah. my, na- my surprise name is, twist. My name is Marley, real name. Surprise twist, she's the princess of the kingdom and she's, you know... Oh, 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 oh. 
So, uh, so, so, so you go to see your friend's invention, which is a matter transporter, but because of Marley's royal pendant, it turns into a time portal, which sends her four thousand, uh, well, not four, four hundred years in the past, where um, her ancestor was kidnapped, and she's mistaken for her ancestor and gets taken back to the castle, which means her actual ancestor gets killed and she gets erased from existence. So Chrono has to go back before that, and uh, you know. Set things right. Time shenanigans. She does. Also to the primordial loose. Yes, which he does. No, well, no, no, no. He just he goes and rescues the actual queen and like brings her back to the castle, and then Barley comes back. And then, uh, and then, and then you're like, well, that, well, well, that was a fun adventure. All right, let's go home. We we can explore. We can explore time travel another day. But then when time you go home, machine. Well, yeah, no, yeah, they're literally like this. This time machine thing is interesting, but uh, you know, maybe I'll spend a couple months working out the kinks in it. Let's just go home. Yeah, I and got, then, uh, pretty- I got like work tomorrow. I have a meeting. Yeah, yeah and I, then, gotta, uh, I gotta get some sleep, man. I mean, my kid's got a cold. Yeah, <laughs> this time travel is fun, but I don't give a shit about the meaning of the time travel. I'm just here for, I'm just here for the story. Let me get back to doing what I wanted to. Yeah. So, except when they <laughs> go back to the present, Chrono is arrested for kidnapping the princess. Of course, he is. <laughs> And and goes, and, no and, one listens to the princess when she's like, no, he didn't kidnap me, you fuckheads. And, and there's like, silence. Silence, princess. He's obviously he kidnapped. Well, it's because it's it's revealed in a side quest later on that the Chancellor is actually a monster in disguise. And like all of his minions are also monsters in disguise. And he's been trying to take over the kingdom because surprise, surprise, uh, the Chancellor in 2000 and the, the fourth hundred years before was also a monster in disguise. And the his the monster's descendant you know, decided to do the same process of I'll pretend to be the chancellor of the kingdom and take it over from within. Oh my god, it worked so well the first time. Yes, but you don't, you don't. Well, he seems mildly confused as to why the guy that slayed his ancestor in the past is like apparently a present day person. Because <laughs> nobody, most of the characters don't know about time travel. They're like, how the hell is this Chrono guy like showing up randomly in various time periods at the same time? That doesn't make sense. Wait, is that why his name's Chrono? Just the people in the world saying this, like you keep showing up. All you keep showing up throughout time. Wait, Chron- motherfucker. Well, his name is actually supposed to be Chrono with a. It's his, his name. His name is spelled Chrono. I e c r, you know, o n o. It's supposed to be Chrono, but they couldn't fit the H because of character limits at the time for SNES. You know. Yeah. Because it's a lot. E- it's a lot easier to fit to make bigger words in Japanese lettering than it is English. Yeah. And then, and then after they fix that, they just decided to keep it that way for you know posterity's sake. So Chrono gets arrested. He gets thrown in jail. You, uh, they break him out, and when the guards come after them, they decide, okay, I guess we'll just use the time machine again. Because any time is better than here with the entire kingdom's army riding down upon us. And, I mean, fair. Uh, they end up, and they end up, and now then now they end up in the year uh, two thousand forty A.D. Where, uh, or no, is it, is it the year 2400? I don't know. It's, it's like, it's a hundred something. No, it's like a thousand something years in the future. And, uh, the entire world is a destroyed wasteland. Huzzah. And they're like, oh, how'd this happen? And then poking around, they realize, oh, there's, there is actually a creature buried in the earth called Lavos, which is going to emerge in the year 1999 and uh, you know, lay waste to the earth, and they're like, "Well, 
we better stop this because we can. Yeah, we have. We can. Because, we have the technology because we can time travel. We have the technology to time travel. Let's just go back in time and uh, you know st- stop this Lavos thing. And then the rest of the game is basically you trying to figure out you know where Lavos came from because at first it's like oh. This sorcerer in the Middle Ages created it, and then when you get there, he's like, "What? No, I summoned Lavos. He was here all along." And then you go to prehistoric times where you hang out with the cavemen. Hey, my people! Yes, your people. And everyone, everyone just sitting, this- everyone just sitting around, forging knives and hating music. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, my people. And and Lavos falls from the sky in that era, and basically started the Ice Age. Also, there. Also, it turns out in in the prehistoric times, there were actually a bunch of dinosaur people that early humans were fighting with, and then the, the dinosaur people were superior and smarter than the humans, and they should have won. Except Lavos accidentally killed them all when it landed. So, yeah. So Lavos. You know, so Lavos La- is just a very big Majin Buu. Basically, La- Lavos is uh, well. He's no. He's basically just a space flea, which you know just lands on a planet, hibernates for a couple million years, and then emerges and destroys it and spawns more space fleas to go out and repeat the process. Tight. Yeah. Gotta get, and, gotta uh, get the and, special and shampoo you, into the girth core. And then and then you find it well no, and then you go then you go to like the year twelve thousand BC where it's still the Ice Age from where Lavos landed, except there's this magic kingdom that floats in the sky, which is powered by Lavos because they found him in the earth and decided to siphon his power because siphoning the the energy of a demonic space flea definitely won't go wrong. Definitely not. But Except also, it does, and he, but also he awakens if, and des- destroys the place. <laughs> but like, if enough people did that, because like he, because like he, he's living in the planet to like build up his power to like burst out into multiple hymns and then just kind of spread throughout, right? Yeah. So if yeah. like, so yeah, like one city doing it kind of sucks. But if like a hundred did it. It's like find some number to get some homeostasis where they're all getting like this insane level of power. And Lavos is like generating the power still, but it's always at like a level where the power is enough for them, but not enough for him to do anything about it. Yeah. So it's like a maintained like pseudo neutral. Yeah. I mean, that would have been that would have been a good way to do it. But that would have been a good way to do it. But by the time they are, they actually find this kingdom, uh, you know, the queen has gone mad with power and wants to. Suck out all the power of Lavos and become an immortal god, because it's it's implied that Lavos's power is inherently corruptive, and if you if you try to use it to empower yourself, you'll turn evil and or crazy. Well, that's stupid. Fleas aren't evil. Uh, they just are. Lavos is. We yeah, have a, so we have a Lavos like. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. So so the queen wakes up Lavos and he destroys the world. Well, he doesn't destroy the world, but he destroys the kingdom, and he also inadvertently ends the Ice Age by blowing out all the clouds that that had been gathered when he landed. <laughs> I vaguely remember that being a thing. Yeah. Man, I love I love just like weird fantasy alternate takes on like the Ice Age, like the extinction level events that killed all the dinosaurs and started the Ice Age. Yeah. Just, just well, here's, all, just so here's all the dumb, weird shit that we could think of for this like period of time where nothing was really happening because everything was dead. Just, yeah, the fucking the fucking asteroid hits. Goodbye, dinosaurs. But then, oh, oops, we got the mushroom kingdom. Yeah. 
Well, it's more like a floating science kingdom because it was floating above the clouds and it has like a plane. Well, no, in the Mario Brothers movie. Oh, yeah. That's right. The meteor. Yeah, it, it landed, killed the dinosaurs, but then didn't because it also flipped the world. So there was a secondary, like, upside down New York. I forgot about that. Where the Twin Towers were still standing but always on fire. Ah, uh, yes. Symbolism. Yeah, and then the dinosaurs all evolved to be effectively human. Yeah. Multiple different species of dinosaur evolved to be the same kind of hominid. Yep. Because they could only afford so much makeup for the Koopa Troopas and the Goombas. They blew all their money on that, and then yeah, they blew the majority of their budget on like the Koopa heads and the Goomba heads, and then realized they need to build a set, so they used the rest of the money on that. And they were like, oh, right, we need we need like makeup for the actors. <laughs> I don't know, just fucking make Dennis Hopper's hair look like fins or whatever. Monkey. <laughs> monkey. <laughs> monkey. Mm. That's all I really remember. Mm, monkey. I love that movie, by the way. It's I know awful. it's terrible. I love, the, but I love the movie, but it's also horrible. It's awful. It's so bad. I love it. I'm looking forward. Well, I say looking forward. I am interested to see how much of an inverse my opinion will be on the new Mario Brothers movie. I am wary. Because I feel like my opinion with it will be it's competent, but I hate it. I think that's how I'm going to feel, actually. Yeah, I agree with that statement. Just there's like complete inverse of what of, of the opinion of uh, the old movie. So that that movie, it, it fucking went for it, man. They had a vision. It was a bad vision. And I do not know how they got that vision from Super Mario Brothers. So you attacked a giant flea. Back to Giant Flea. Uh, and, oh, and uh, speaking of, so when you when you fight uh, Lavos in the in the Kingdom of Magic, uh, he actually kills the main character. Tight. Yeah, and from that point on, uh, you you well you, from that, up to that point, Chrono is basically locked into the leader party slot. After that, anyone can be the leader, and while you can go through a lengthy side quest to revive him, which involves basically. Time traveling to that moment, grabbing him and throwing a, uh, a false body into the beam that would have killed him, <laughs> which, which makes sense in practice. And it, but even after you get him back, you know, you can just you don't have to use him and you can also just finish the game without without reviving him at all, which, at which point, the, at which point the ending is slightly different. Slightly, you say. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure the ending is mostly the same, just with like Marley in the in the uh, in the in the in the focus slot instead of Chrono because he's dead, and then and then instead of it ending with whatever the ends, it ends with him. And now we got to go save Chrono. We got to go save our boy. And then and then, and then depends if that happens. And then from then, it's basically like you're basically at the end game where like every character has a side quest you can do that will give you stuff at levels to better fight Lavos with. And you can revive Chrono. You can recruit a secret character. And then when it comes time to actually fight Lavos, um, 
you, there are three ways of doing it. So there's a portal you can take where um, it, it brings you straight to that day and you basically have to fight your way to him. Or you can fly your time machine to that period, in which case you kamikaze straight into him and skip the first part of the battle. Or you, or you can go to that crazy queen's floating evil palace, which, by the way, is still there after the Ice Age whole thing, and you can fight through that. And at the end, you get taken straight to Lavos. And because of time travel, you can actually complete that place three times, because it's in three time periods. So if you go to like the most distant period and complete it and then leave and then go back, it's still there for you to complete again. So, you know, you, you can go through it three times and get all the treasures three times because time travel. Wow. Which is kind of which is kind of cool, I guess. Well, okay. And uh yeah, and then after you and then after you beat the game, uh, you get what I believe is one of the first instances of new game plus where you can start from the beginning with all of your levels and items and this time there's a there's a secret portal you can go to to fight Lavos whenever and depending on what point in the story you do it you can get one of several various endings nice because the game has like because the game has like 12 endings it has 12 and endings this but is, it, it has 12 endings but it couldn't fit a six character name yes because that's just the way that's just the way the text display worked. Yeah, I know. It's just it was very funny. So yes, well, like so some some of them are jokes. One of them is like uh, where you just go and meet the staff, and then there's like one of them where like what happens if you would have ended the story like before you even found out about any of this? And what happens th- there's if you one, actually got to go home? Yeah. Like like there there's an ending where like after you recruit the guy who wants to fight the evil sorcerer. And then if you just go and fight Lavos then, and then, like, you're always chilling at home, and he's like, oh, right, I gotta go fight that sorcerer guy, bye. And he leaves. Yeah, he and he just, goes and fights him by himself. You start you start the new game plus, immediately kill Lavos, and the rest of the game just turns into, like, fucking Harvest Moon. Yeah. You, you can't start the game and immediately kill Lavos with only Chrono in the party, and then you get, like, a specific ending. And then if you and if you wait until you recruit the princess and then fight and then fight Lavos, then then you get a different ending, and it goes on and on and on and on. Does Chrono still get arrested for kidnapping the princess? If, if, uh, if, if I mean, if, if you, you do the like Lavos ending with only her, uh, I assume not. Probably not, because that would be very I, I, funny. I, I, like I forget what I forget what the I forget what the ending is if you kill him before Chrono gets arrested. Like like Chrono just been like I'm assuming throughout like the course of the game. You get to the end, and then then they're like, "Oh, Chrono, you're a good dude." Okay, never mind. You're not arrested anymore. Oh yeah, well Be- because so, of, because of all his time shenanigans and like the family realizing, "Oh, you've been helping the royal family for generations." Well, there's there's that, and then there's the fact that when you do Marley's side quest, the chancellor who's been trying to kill Chrono all game is exposed as a monster, and they're like, "Oh, whoops." Well then. Yeah, but you uh, but you get Marley. Maybe we should have been a little more careful of who we hired as the chancellor. But you get Marley in the party. Go immediately kill Lavos. And everyone's like, "Hey, you kidnapped the princess. Go fucking get him." And nothing you can do, and you can't really stop anything about it because it's, you haven't done anything. As far as they're concerned, at maybe. Least. Uh, I mean, probably. I I forget what ending that is. Where if if you kill him before he gets arrested, yeah, it's the only bad ending where Chronos just where Chronos just gets arrested, 
is in jail forever and then dies in a dungeon. This is a real bummer, but meh. It's the full Donnie Darko ending. You got the worst ending. <laughs> this is Chrono in the castle just laughing as all of a sudden a jet turbine falls on him. Anyway. Uh, and also during a replay, you, you can get to the point where... Um where uh, Lavos goes berserk in the kingdom of magic and you can actually just kill him there and get the ending that way and just end the game right there. So, I mean, it's, and also, and also I realized, I realized when playing it, that Chrono Trigger, if you know what you're doing is actually not that long a game. Like within 10 hours, I was already in the end game. Wow. Yeah. So it's, I mean, but because, because it's, it's designed for you constant replays. So I guess making it take forever would kind of defeat the purpose of that. What you mean? You mean the having a game that's ninety hours long won't in, won't encourage people to play through it a second time? Well, I mean, it's more that, it's more it's more like with Chrono Trigger, you're implied to you're encouraged to play through it like twelve times to get all the endings. So you know, doing that with a ninety hour game could probably be tedious. I won't talk about my five hundred hour save file on uh, on a uh, um. Persona 5. (laughs) Took me me so long. Or my 300 total hours on uh, Mass Effect. Well, that's that's different because at least you're like playing through the game. You're not like playing through a 90-hour game. Okay, stop and play it again to get a new ending and then play through a 90-hour game. Okay, stop and play it again to get a new ending. That's exactly what I'm doing, though. Oh, I mean, I I thought you were just like letting it run while you grind. No, I'm like at every hour is active playtime. I don't just let games run while I grind. Yeah. Also, uh, like, can you let Persona Five run while you grind? It is like a huge part of like the Persona games. The fact that you actively have to move your character and engage in combat. Yeah, I don't think that. I don't think it's. It, I don't think it works like uh, you know, Final Fantasy Six. Yeah, like, where like, you can just rubber, where you can just rubber band down the a button and then just leave yeah like like you you can like rush in combat but you still need to like move Do to stuff. the enemy and engage them in combat also because we were talking about how oh, long it took to beat chrono trigger I actually uh looked up some speed run records for chrono trigger yeah, what's, what's the record Two minutes uh current record um any percent no lss whatever the fuck that means um Two hours, 47 minutes, 17 seconds. Hmm, not bad. I, I assume starting a new game plus and immediately going and killing Lavos doesn't count. It no. does not. You probably, have to play, you probably have to play through the whole game. Yeah. Sp- oh, sp- speaking of gameplay, another thing you might like about Chrono Trigger, uh, I think this was the first JRPG that had no random encounters. All <sighs> of the enemies are all of the enemies are visible on the map. Thank God. On the other hand, often you can't avoid them, so you have to fight them anyway. You, so often they're arranged in a in a way where you can't really sneak by them. Fuck it, man! It's better than it's better than just having it. It's better having a forced encounter that you know is coming. That's true. Yeah. 
the, the only thing is there there are a couple like random spots. Well, not random spots. There are a couple spots where like you know enemies will just jump out of nowhere and get you. But I mean, after the first time, you'll know it's coming. Yeah, exactly. As opposed so, as opposed to the random encounter thing, where it's just hey, run around a random open map. Oh, whoopsie, dopes, we got to fight. Oh well, finish that. Might as well keep going. Oh, whoopsie, dopes, got to fucking fight. So, so all of these, all of these frequent JRPG tropes, like new game pluses and not random encounters, <laughs> you can see on the map. They all started with Chrono Trigger, I think. I'm probably, I mean, I'm probably wrong. There's probably some other ancient RPG. JRPG it might be that just, it might be the first game that they showed up in. Yeah, I kidding. What was the situation well, like in like Earthbound and Mother? Uh, as far as Earthbound what? had encounters on the map. Yes, it did. Um. I don't know about Mother. I think Mother had ran. I think Mother had random encounters, unless except for like a few situations. Okay. I know. I know it didn't have a new game plus. Yeah, I don't know. I've been. I have Earthbound, and I've been meaning to play it, but I just haven't got around to it because the original Mother didn't even have an ending. <laughs> the original, the original Japanese release is just you kill the final boss and then credits play. Nice. They 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 only added they they only added uh, like an ending sequence showing what happens to everybody for the U.S. release that never actually came out. Woo! Gotta love that. So it, was, so it wasn't until like the Japanese re-release like ten years later on the Game Boy Advance that like people finally saw the actual ending. That series is fucking weird. I yeah, it is. I still love Earthbound, though. It is so I'm biz- terrible at it. Yeah, it's, it's just so fucking bizarre of like, hey, here's the first entry. No one ever talks about it. Here's the second entry considered one of the greatest fucking RPGs of all time. Hey, here's the third entry that everyone fucking loves and no one has legally played in America. God damn Nintendo. Also, the characters are popular because they're in Smash. Yeah. Although when I remember when the first Smash Brothers came out, like very few people other than JRPG nerds even knew who Ness was. Yeah, fair. Because you know, it's worth noting, it's worth noting, Earthbound bombed when it first came out because they marketed it horribly. It was only with word of mouth, and later on, yeah, it wasn't until that, like uh, people actually got a hold of it, they were like, "Oh wait, this is amazing." Yeah. Because the, the first the first Earthbound marketing campaign was like, this game is so rude. Yeah, 90s attitude, bro. Fuck yeah, dude. You played a fucking kid with a baseball bat, dog. It's like, your, your mother's going to hate you for playing this game, dude. <laughs> mother too. Your mother will hate you for playing it. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I need to play Earthbound. And I need to get my hands on the fucking unofficial fan translation of mother three because like i super eyepatch wolf sold that game real hard he did a video on mother he did a video on mother three and the game sounds fucking fantastic okay cool more silence Well, what do you want us to say? Like yeah, anything. I'm, I'm, Object I'm, agreement. I'm, Object I'm agreement. I, I'm, I'm I'm back to like right. What was I talking about? <laughs> so, anything else to say about Chrono Trigger? Uh, there there was one minor detail that I didn't catch in the first game and the, the first time I played years ago, which was if you go back to the prehistoric times when uh, 
after the ice age starts, you can see that all the rivers are freezing over. And this and this one free healing spot because of all the plentiful water is now gone, which is kind of sad. No. Oh. Kind of sad and which is kind of sad and bleak. I'd never noticed that before. Uh yeah, that's about it. I mean it's it's still a great game. It still held up pretty well. Although the just the other day they patched it to have like a couple things added to it, and one of them is like this icon that pops up whenever you like can talk to an NPC, which I find kind of annoying because I'm like I I, I know how this works. Are I you I sure? I don't though? need a speech. I don't. Hey. I don't need a speech bubble icon that pop up in front of everyone's heads. Hey, you American talk fuck! Here's how you know that we're going to let you know carefully, so that you know you can talk to this person. This game is like 25 years old. Yeah, People I, know how it I works. Think, I think that's less. Hey, you American fuck, and hey, you baby who just found this game on Steam for five dollars. How much is it on Steam? Uh, uh probably actually, probably like thirty dollars. Like, uh, no, it was like fifteen. Not bad, not bad, not bad. It's about, it's about the, it's about the same cost of the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster series. Yeah, it is currently which on, I have not played in Canada. It is usually twenty dollars, but it's currently on sale for ten dollars until March seventeenth. Oh, well, there you go, Canada. If you want, if if you want to play a JRPG that doesn't have random encounters, there there's one for you to, to try. Yeah, or you can play Persona Four Golden, which I played. Moving on. Yes, moving on. That's all I got. So yeah. So so keeping on the JRPG train, I finally got. I finally purchased Persona Four Golden on Steam and had the purchase stick, and I didn't immediately return it because I realized, oh, I did math wrong. I need to eat this month. Yeah. So I've been playing Persona Four Golden. Uh, I have spent hundreds of hours with Persona Four, the original, and had never played it. Uh, Did you just have the game and not play it? uh, No, actually. I have never owned the original copy of Persona, the the original version. Um, As some of you may know, I'm a massive fan of GiantBomb.com, and one of their earliest, biggest video features was the Endurance Run, where where two of their editors would every day, well, every weekday, sit down and play Persona 4. They ended up so. Oh, it is a huge fucking game, I guess. Yeah, and it's especially huge when they are like also doing commentary and other stuff with it. Where like every once in a while they will like just like they will like hang they're like hang on dialogue options longer because they'll be like reading it out or just like making jokes about it. So that so that adds on a few hours. Yeah, I mean it would. Yeah, so I have watched the Persona 4 like endurance run a couple of times, and it's 150. That's what you mean when you say you've spent a hundred hours, hundreds of hours with it. Yes, I have. I have seen a like ninety hour playthrough of it like three times. Respect. (laughs) Yeah, I really like that feature. I really like. I really like the endurance run. Uh, They only did like two or three others and haven't done one since like 2013 <laughs> which I can understand why those are those take up a lot of time and probably exhaust the player a fair bit yeah uh so 
yeah and then yeah so i that's pretty much that was pretty much my experience with persona 4 until like golden came out the ps vita and i happened to have a ps vita <laughs> at the time so i got it and then played it for like two hours and then was like oh cool i don't like having a playstation vita <laughs> so then sold that and then did nothing and then it came out on steam and it's cool now i'll finally be able to actually play persona 4 and get through it entirely and then i would buy it realize it did math wrong and then i need that 20 bucks and then i got to sell it back and then over and over again but now i have purchased persona 4 and am uh over 11 hours in. So even if I needed to, I can't uh, refund it. So I'm stuck with it. And I, yeah, I'm, I really like Persona 4. Uh, I have heard some people, uh, like it's widely loved by a lot of people and some people just do not like it. Yeah, I've never understood, like, I've never understood, like, the people who don't like it. Because I've watched playthroughs of it, I've, I I know how the game goes. Like so long as you don't make like a bad, uh, like a foolish mistake, it makes itself pretty clear as to what the pathway to the best ending is and all that jazz. Well, that's not what people don't like about it. They don't like the character and story. Yeah, but like I don't understand that either. I love the story. I love the character. Yes, yeah, so, like, some people just don't like the characters within the game. Um. And story-wise, it is a criticism I have read of the mystery is that because like Persona Four is a murder mystery. Yeah, yeah. For those who are unaware, Persona Four, uh, you are protagonist, main character Coon. Yeah, uh, moving to the small town of Inaba uh, to move with your uncle and and cousin while your parents are at or are away at work for a year. Uh, the town is... Because they don't love you. Yeah. Uh, the town is all right. The shopping district is kind of falling apart because Walmart moved in. And seeks to destroy everything that you hold dear. Yeah. But luckily, you made friends with the, <laughs> you made friends with the son of the manager of the Walmart. So now you get to go on so the weekend. Gets you free stuff. Yeah. Like unfettered access to the electronics apartments. You can have the TV to enter the TV world. What? There's a TV world? That yes. doesn't make any sense. It's magic. Magic isn't real. <laughs> I actually had someone tell me that as an argument as to why the game world made no sense. And I was like, not not Persona, but like, um, I can't remember the video game now. It was, it was some little small little indie shit. And the guy was like, magic isn't real. And I was like, do you only play Call of Duty and shit? And he's like, and 2K and like, like football games and stuff is like you poor soul <laughs> yeah uh, I, 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 made, yeah. I made him sit down and play skyrim for five minutes yeah i only watch documentaries thank you <laughs> like your he, world doesn't make sense to me because it has magic in it like he shouldn't like call i don't i'm glad i didn't know him through D because if he had said that to me and plays D D, i'd have been like what yeah, like like he shouldn't like Call of Duty then because like regenerating health is not a real thing. That's also magic. I'm gonna tell him that next time I talk to him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, did this? Are you allergic to stupidity? A little bit. That's why I'm always seizing around myself. Hasha. Ah. Uh. 
but yeah, so uh, yeah, within yeah, so as protagonist is like coming into town, a scandal is currently breaking between like a local uh, politician, his wife, a famous singer, and his mistress, a TV reporter. And then, like the day after you move in, you move in. Uh, the TV reporter is found murdered and hung from like a and hung from like a TV or like hung from. They, they call it an antenna, but it's not like you know the rabbit ear shit that you see in America. Like they are like more substantial. And then from there, more and more people keep dying, and like another person dies and is like hung from a hung from like a power line. And then you end up discovering that. Within within televisions, there is another world covered in fog where people, if they end up falling in there, shadows, you know, the persona thing, they start freaking out and attacking people and, like, making a shadow version of themselves. And if you reject that part of yourself, then it goes crazy and kills you. And then your body You're is... not me! Yeah. Which, every single time they go up to a person... Like, every single time a person is about to do that, none of them realize it's going to happen until they are literally a line away from saying it. I remember I remember people making lots of memes about that. They're just, like, sitting there like, you're not. Oh. Hey, guys, maybe we should do. No, 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 it's fine. No, nah, you're, you're good. You're not me. Oh, how, who could have ever seen this happening? Oh, how could I? How? What world? What world? If only we had been able to stop you. Oh, well, let's go, murder. Also, I, I don't know why, but I find it very fun that a recurring art, that a recurring piece of gear in the protagonist's arsenal is just golf clubs. Yeah, I love that. Also, I love the sound design. Club. Yeah, I love the sound design with that, where we're like with swords, it has like the slashing sound. But when you hit someone with a golf club, it just goes bonk, bonk. Like they straight up changed the sound profile for your attack, so it, with golf clubs, so it is just bonk. Everyone else's weapons all sound exactly the same, no matter what weapon it is. But with you and golf clubs specifically, it is a very hollow thunk. Which is great. <coughs> uh, also with this, they uh, we, we, in the original version of Persona, they had uh, they had shuffle time, where just it was, you know, the cup game, but with cards. Just like cards would be flying around, and on some cards there would be personas, on some... On some cards, there would be personas, and on other cards, there would just be like X's where bad shit would happen, and you just not get anything. Yeah, that that's the one reason why I'm still hesitant to try Persona 4. Yeah, but with Persona 4 Golden, they have removed that aspect of it entirely. Oh. Yeah, now when Shuffle okay. Time hits, um, the cards fly up and spin around like they would, like they would originally, and they just line up at the bottom of the screen, and you choose one. Now that's... That... Yes, I like that. Yeah, the issue that i have with it though is a lot of the time because it because like there are three things that you could get from well, sorry there are three types of cards you could get from a shovel time there are arcana cards um suit cards and persona cards the persona cards are just new persona uh i think they like i think they have like set personas per dungeon that you go into and then, like, yeah, you, like you can cycle through those dungeons, like collect all persona in there, and then register them. Um, the suit cards have four things they can give you. They have swords, coins, cups, and like plants. Uh, the swords give you skill cards, which are like I guess TMs from Pokemon, closest to analog. 
just you you get a skill card and then you can use that skill card to give one of your personas that specific skill uh there the the coin cards give you increased amount of money you get when you finish a fight uh the cup cards restore some hp and sp when you finish the fight uh that that changes depending on what level of card it is i think it goes up to like th- level 3 and the plant card gives you bonus ex- bonus xp uh the the arcana cards or whatever the fuck whatever the fuck i ended up calling them uh that is like you know tarot arcana tarot um cards like emperor empress priestess stuff like that and those all have different bonuses some of them are some of them are change a card in the current pool to be a persona or a suit or something else some of them are just your persona levels up or your persona gains an ability point in endurance or luck or agility or whatever and then some of them are hey you take this you can choose two more cards from the thing but you also get a penalty of like half xp or half money for the fight okay interesting yeah and at least in like that first dungeon when i was looking for new persona i was only getting suits and fucking arcana not getting a single fucking persona so it was a little with, with the original thing you had the you had the op, you had the risk of like losing what you got for the fight but you always were guaranteed a persona with this like i guess collecting persona I guess that just means more fights right yeah, a little bit. Uh, but yeah, like that, it, that 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 quality of life improvement was just like fucking. That is the biggest game changer in terms of like, in terms of like updating the game, just making it way more accessible and making and making like fights way, making shuffle times way less punishing. Because don't I pretty, you like to gamble? No, I don't. Pe- people like gotcha, right? No, those people are wrong. Uh. I agree with you, but there are plenty of people who like gotcha. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I don't know if they like gotcha or they just like the noises. I know people that I know people that literally like gotcha. They're like, oh my god, I don't know what pull am I gonna get. Oh, I'm in such anticipation. It's like they're like, I can gamble without you know having to go to Vegas. Yes, and just lose money. Not even a chance of gaining money there. Good for you. Yeah, I play Magic the Gathering and I buy singles. I don't buy booster packs. That's the kind of person I am. I hate Gotcha. Got the entirety of Gotcha. I do not understand it. Like so many like mobile games have like a Gotcha element to it. Um, some RP- Japanese really really like it. Yeah, they really fucking like it. Because they can't, they can't legally gamble in Japan. They can only pay, play pachinko and or gotcha. I mean, I guess you got to get it where you get it. Pachinko is get pachinko is getting dangerously close to being outlawed because it's getting too much like gambling. <laughs> yeah, turn your pachinko balls in for prizes, prizes that you can sell right next door for money. Yes. Oh, hey, you want a prize? It's a stack of cash. Just, just that's the way they that's the way they get around it. Just they have a prize wall, but instead of it having just like stuffed animals or like weird shit, it's just cash. It's stuffed animals with cash hidden inside them. Yeah, the animals are stuffed with cash. Yeah, 
you just like, just like go in there. It's, it's like, all right, each one of these animals has a thousand dollars, has a thousand of any one currency. Guess what currency? Hope you get, hope you get the right currency. And it's like, it's like, suck out a thousand US dollars. Oh, I got a thousand yen. I got a thousand pesos. What's that worth? Anyway. Yeah, Persona, oh. Persona 4 is great. Uh, I haven't gotten like deep enough to get like a lot of the like Persona 4 golden content. Like I've started the I've started like the a like the Marie Aeon social link. Oh, the one that everyone hated. Yeah. She, yeah, she was a new character added into this. She is a new social link, a new arcana with whole new personas attached to her. A thousand pesos is forty seven point six one nine US dollars. Wow. Yes, you were wondering. I was actually. I genuinely was. I did not know. I I'm never money is money makes very little sense to me sometimes. Uh, I'm happy with it right now, but uh, it's 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 going. It's going bad places in some places. For Canadian dollars, it's sixty dollars and forty three cents. So if anybody from Mexico needs to spend some money outside the country, they just bunny hop over America to Canada and they get a bit more bang for their buck. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Oh, Canada. Anyway. I mean, they've been bunny hopping over America anyway. I mean, we suck. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, Persona 4 Golden. Uh, yeah, my one real issue with it is, is like they had to replace some voice actors. Specifically, the voice actor for Chie. Ah, uh, yes. And the new voice actor is. I don't want to say shrill. I mean, did you see Chie's original voice actor? Uh, I haven't seen her. Or I mean, heard her. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, like I said, I spent a couple hundred hours with like the, the original game. Oh, I thought you never played the original game. Did you not hear my story? He, he was in the bathroom. I, I, I was in the bathroom. I said, be right back. Okay. I didn't see that. I had I had Reaper up because I was monitoring the show, and that's the monitor I put Discord on. Oh. That's why I was silent for like 10 minutes. Oh, I couldn't tell the difference. Yes, we well, thought you I were T-posing to assert dominance. No, I, w- I wasn't T-posing to assert dominance. I was I went to the bathroom, and then I went downstairs to put something away before it rotted. And, you know. Okay, yeah. I have house, yeah. house stuff. I I have watched a 90-hour playthrough of the original Persona 4 through three times. Oh, okay. So I am familiar with a lot of this stuff. Like, I, they also changed Teddy's voice actor, but uh, I believe they changed it to Sam Regal, and he kept the same energy and tone. Like, the voice is very obviously a little bit different, but it is basically identical. It is functionally the same. But with Chie, it is like night and day. It yeah, is- so- Thing is that a lot of people didn't like Chie's original voice actress. I really did. And also, that was that was her only role, and then she quit. So apparently, she decided voice acting wasn't for her. Uh, which is what, which is why they couldn't get her back because yeah, you know, she was done. Yeah, so they got in the new person, uh, and she, I don't know, like I, I guess I'm, I might, it might just because like it's like one of those things of like it different thus bad. But I just find her she she makes she makes Chie way more annoying than the original voice actor did. 
nothing against like her, nothing against the actress. Just seems like it seems like a writing and direction issue, and not not have purely you heard a voice. The, the Japanese dub. I have not heard the Japanese version. Okay, so Chie is kind of supposed to sound annoying, so that was probably a deliberate choice. Uh, She's supposed to be like the annoying Genki girl, as opposed as, as opposed to you know her calm, refined friend, except when she laughs. Yeah. But like that's the only, that's the only real just, issue I have. Just be happy with just those two because as the Persona Four spinoffs went on, basically everyone got replaced. Yeah. Oh. Ex- except sucks. the protagonist and Yosuke and Yukiko. Kanji, well, Kanji went from Troy Baker to Matt Mercer, which is you know. Yeah, it, it was a la- that, that that was a lateral move. It was like and, going for the original uh, Teddy voice actor to Sam Regal. <laughs> yeah, Reese got Reese went from Laura Bailey to I think Ashley Birch. <clears throat> Didn't actually try to sound anything like her. Yeah, and, I. Uh, and Risei... nobody even knows who. Nobody even knows who played Naoto originally. <laughs> it's a mystery. Yeah, I. The only character within Persona Four that I'm just like completely off in most instances of her is Risei. I just find her very annoying. Which one's Risei? Uh, she is. Singer. Yeah, she's the idol. Oh yeah. Yeah, the one, the one like the the one like the one at the very start of the game who's like in a bikini trying to sell you like diet water. Mm-hmm. I should say that I've watched some of a playthrough of. I have not watched a full playthrough, but I've watched some of a playthrough of Persona Four. Yeah, but like, so I know who some I, of these characters are. But, but like, she's the only character in the cast that I don't really like. I pretty much like almost everybody else. Like Teddy with his like you know pervert jokes can get a bit much sometimes, but like they're not I even. Mean, I found I, I found Chie. I, I mean uh, I mean I found Risei annoying, but I by the end of like Persona Four, I absolutely despised Teddy. Eh. I was like, what God, I've seen of Teddy, die like... bear. Yeah, well, because well, he, he when he gets the human the end, body, he, just, he basically he he just ruins every moment. He's like, oh. Uh. Yeah, he's he's very much like a he's he's very much like the guy like in the middle of any kind of moment he'll just walk in with clown shoes on honking a horn. <laughs> and a lot of that kind of does come from like as soon as he gets a human body, like 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 when he like he starts out cuz so Teddy is like the mascot character for Persona 4. Uh, for those of you who only really know Persona 5, he's the Morgana, but worse. Uh, like Teddy starts out as like your support character who eventually becomes a combat character. He is he starts out as like this like big like mascot bear suit, but then eventually through sheer force of will and doing sit ups grows a human body inside the bear suit. It's the beginning. He is just a bear suit. If you open up the bear suit, there's nothing inside. As the characters find out. Yeah, it's like Alphonse Elric from Full Metal Alchemist. But then yeah, he grows a body. Somehow. Yeah, and when he was just the bear suit, he started learning about, like, he started learning about sexuality a bit. Uh, particularly from the Yukiko dungeon, where he where he very much locked onto the term, find myself a hot stud. But then when he grows a body, he then turns into Sanji from One Piece. But without anywhere, but without any of the redeeming qualities Sanji has. Yeah, 
And w- without actually being somewhat suave like Sanji is, you know, everyone's just like, why is this? Why is this annoying person hating on me? Yeah, why? Uh, why is this annoying little that, fuck flirting with me? That constantly makes bear puns. Yeah, why is why is this weird blonde-haired, blue-eyed twelve-year-old in the fucking frilly shirt from Seinfeld hitting on me? I hope you're bear. I hope you're very prepared for this unbearable bear of a battle. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah I saw that, that comic. That wasn't too. even that wasn't even the actual game. That was just that was just the parody comic that only went for a while and then didn't even finish the story. But that's all people remember lately is just the yeah, it's great. Just the <laughs> comics and Kanji being like you saying I like dudes. Yeah, you saying I like dudes. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's great. You say you said anything strange going on? Strange. You saying I, I like, like dudes? dudes. Taking you both down. <laughs> just, just, just running full bore into the girls' tent. I like women. What the fuck are you two talking about? Uh, I'll send you a link later. It was. I'm not very sure funny. I want you to. It's, it's a. Oh, you do. You yeah, do. Someone, someone did like a parody comic of like, hey, let's take Persona and just like boil it down to like comedy basics, and then a bunch of like VOs on YouTube did a dub of it. Okay. It's great. Okay. And yeah, Persona 4 is really good. I I do still think Persona 5 is better. Like Persona 5 kind of like takes a lot of It's it's weird. Like every iteration of Persona from Persona 3 onwards has been like just kind of refining this formula and actually been in like yeah. getting better each game. I will say one thing I liked for about four better is that it was, you know, you know, more high schoolish and not like Persona Five is like, you know, all edge all the time. Like everyone hates you. Yeah. Except your friends. And I was like, oh, how, I was like, how is this supposed to help me get over my self-esteem issues <coughs> during school? Yeah, that's like, if, not. I, if I want if I wanted to see everyone hate me, I I just go back into my memories. <laughs> that's very fair. You, like Persona Five. You need a hug. I'll give you a hug. Yeah, Persona 5 kind of shoots itself in the foot in terms of, like, normal high school stuff by having your character be basically a felon. Yeah. And and even when even when you're hanging out with, like, your the friends, it's like, it's all thief business all the time. Yeah, everyone's doing all thief shit, and then you go anywhere, and everyone's like, oh, what are these high school students doing here? I bet they're here to do crimes. Yeah, I really, that's one thing I don't like about Persona 5 is just how disgusting the adults are portrayed. Yeah, like there's like two good adults in the game. And another another thing that another thing about Persona Five that ir- that irritates me is just like how they're like. So everything that happened, everything like when they when they do the text messages, they're just like so everything in that te- in that uh, story sequence that just happened sure happened, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Time to reiterate that in case you weren't paying it's, attention. It's like it's like there, there's no relax. Like I get it. I saw the story. Can we can we do fun? quirky quirky that's what persona is supposed to be about it's not edge all the time well that's that's like that's like every fucking persona thing like in persona 4 they don't have the text thing but they do have characters talking in circles around each other just reiterating the same things they've each said five times each yeah but at least persona 4 they occasionally take breaks to you know hang out yeah and and there's a there's a whole spot in the middle where they think they've won <laughs> yeah like we caught the murderer. Okay, well, it's it's only, it's only like I think August, 
and the game calendar goes on for another several months. Now we won. Let's yeah. go hang out at the beach and not let's, worry about let's go that. On vacation, oh, no, bro. No, let's go on vacation, bro. Oh no. It turns out that guy that we total that totally obviously was lying about doing it didn't do it. What a twist. Oh my god. Yeah, like the store the mystery in Persona 4. It's not really a mis- it's it, it's never treated like a real mystery. Because you're never like led to be- you're never like led to believe things or something and and then, and then, like, oh, it, so surprise twist is this? It is literally, it is literally not. They they admitted in production that, like, you know, we wrote it in the course of a mystery story, like for the characters to figure out, but it was not supposed to be, you know, who done it. We didn't want like the players to try and guess who it was and like make it like an actual murder mystery for the player to follow and go around because they just they didn't want to do that. They didn't think they players didn't think, would like, try and solve a mystery that was presented to them. Or they well they they thought that some players like either wouldn't do it or couldn't be able to like like you with D and D they didn't want they didn't want to over they didn't want to overestimate the intelligence of the players so so it's it's just like yes it's like it's like yes the characters were idiots and miss a lot of obvious cues that the player will obviously pick up on but it's supposed to be about the mystery for them in universe not the player. Yeah, I've I've always had I've always said that about like mysteries in games where one of two things will happen. Either the players will... Well, sorry, sorry, one of three things will happen. Either the players will not engage with the mystery at all and and you sometimes not even realize the mystery is happening. B, solve it immediately. Or C, go along with solving a mystery, but lock onto something that you didn't intend, which drives them completely off course. Yeah, like I'll I'll say one thing about the mystery of Persona Four, and I'll keep it vague for people who haven't don't, who don't want to be spoiled. Um, there is a piece of evidence that makes it blatantly obvious who the the murderer slash kidnapper is, but it doesn't actually come up until right when it's time to figure out who it is. Because if, <laughs> if you had known this at the beginning of the game, you would have been like, "Oh, it's that guy." Okay, why why are we even discussing this? It's like an important bit of information that just. One character just happened to know offhand, but only decided to bring it up then. Which which was which is basically that hey, this guy who is the actual killer was the last person to see both of them before they died, which we probably should have you know brought up hours ago in the game time, but we if didn't only because we were competent detectives. If only yes, no, it it was literally it was it was so the player wouldn't know, and even then the player can pretty much figure out who it is by chance of well okay. This is the only other important person in the story. Yes, it yeah. has to be him. This is the only other person we've interacted with who has a portrait. Yeah. Well, yeah, I still really love Persona Four. It's 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 fun. It just if you it's if you're looking for a good murder mystery, that's not it. Yeah, no. And if you're looking for a good Persona game, you're probably still going to end up gravitating toward Persona Five. Like I will, I will admit, like we, like the problems with, like we have the problems with Persona Five, we have problems with Persona Four, but with like problems with Persona Five, they don't detract so much from the rest of the game that it makes it unenjoyable. I still think Persona Five, like visually, definitely, but like gameplay wise, mechanic wise, potentially story wise, I still think that is the best of the like modern Persona games. Yeah, I mean Persona Persona Five commits some big story sins, especially the the conversation between 
you know, the big bad and his minion where they're just like, hey, we're 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 going to spend 10 minutes talking about stuff that, uh, you know. We obviously both know so the audience can get some backs. That's my biggest problem with Persona 5 story is that like the backstory is so secretive that like the characters almost never figure it out. Yeah, and it's not really clear what's going on until the end when you get this massive info drop because, well, somebody had to explain this to the audience. Yeah, we created an entire other world with like its own like mythology and backstory behind it and then gave nothing to the players. Persona Persona 4 at least has the actual bad guy like, you know, monologue to the players and not just his buddy. Yeah, who should obviously know all this just so the audience can hear. And also, if if you like some, you know, dated early, early, uh, you know, 2000s slice of life anime stuff, which might not be, you know, so, so friendly and cool anymore, considering how things have changed in the, as far as what is blockable and what isn't. Yep. Uh, you know, you can, you can go play that because it certainly does slice of life a lot better than Persona 5, which is basically just all about the plot and how everyone hates you. If you want a massive power fantasy about how you're the biggest Chad in school and the coolest person in town, play Persona 4. <laughs> yeah, it'll, if, ma- it'll make you feel it'll make you feel better about a, your miserable school experience. If uh, you if you want to get yelled at about having the purity and not fucking with any of the goyles by a teacher with horrible teeth. Oh, uh, yes, that's true. That man should not be allowed in a school. Oh, yes, so th- this is true. I mean, I, th- I have to say Persona 4's focusing on the school means that it gives you two of the worst teachers ever. Yeah. You know, and the, the first teachers- guy, the, se- the replacement teacher isn't much better. Yeah, and the teachers are all fucking insane. Like, there's one lady who dresses up like a goddamn pharaoh at all times. There's another man who has a puppet of himself that he teaches class with. <coughs> That's not crazy at all. And there's another lady who does her makeup like a fucking SpongeBob character. Like her eyes are like five times the size of everyone else's. She has like lipstick on that like almost touches her nose. She looks like one of the fish from SpongeBob. Mrs. Puff. Kind of. Yeah, kind of like skinny puff. Yeah. It's wild. Persona is a weird fucking series. It is. Do you think we'll ever get Persona 3 on the PC? Probably not because they don't they don't have unless unless they finally make a definitive version because, you know, they're like, well, do we use portable or do we use the original? Both of them are incomplete. Or do we use Fez? Fez is also incomplete. Yeah, I know. Just they they've released that game three times and it's still not done. Like I don't, th- I don't think they want to release Fez because I, I think they know if they, if they try that battle system where the party is automated, people will lose their minds. Yeah, and portable. Please, Mister, I'm dying. Please heal me. Oh, Marin Curran. God damn it. Yeah, and then like with portable, because of the hardware limitations of the PSP, they had to cut down so much of that game and like cramp it down and make it make it almost a mobile game. It's basically a visual novel, except like, except in the dungeon segments. Yeah. So they would need to do like from the ground up remake of that game and like finish it. Which that's not going to fucking happen. No, because, because they can't milk it. 
this this is the, the the big difference between Persona Three and Persona Four and Five. That Persona Three ends very definitively. There's there's nowhere else for the story to go, and in fact, it very much can't. Whereas you know, Four and Five is ends with okay, time to go off on our next adventure. Yeah, it's Hooray! Like, it's like hey, we resolved the issue currently happening, but the magic still exists. Yes. Anyway, so uh, moving on from yeah. there. Uh, started actually playing this game today. Um, I'm only like a couple hours in, but I've been really enjoying what I've been playing of it. Uh, Call of the Sea. Call of the Sea is a game that uh, came out, I believe. Let me let me actually double check that. Da, 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 da. Yeah, Call of the Sea came out um at the very tail end of 2020, uh, and it is a like walking simulator puzzle game. Basically, you are playing as a woman named Nora. Uh, her husband, Harry, went missing. Uh, he went out on this expedition to try to find a cure for like a disease that your family has had and passes down from generation to generation. And the last time you heard from him, he was in Tahiti. And then nothing for months. And then suddenly, yeah. And then suddenly you get a package. A package containing. Um, like a brass key with the letter CW on it, a picture of something. I can't, I'm trying to remember the details, and just like saying, "Hey, go to this, go to this island, 74 miles east of an ancient name for Tahiti." And while and while it's happening, uh, you're having like recurring dreams of this island, and you're like drawing this picture of this island over and over again. And you get there, and and then you. Just, then you're stuck on this island where, for whatever reason, you're feeling a lot better about yourself. You're feeling a lot better. Like, you feel like your disease isn't, like, your disease, like, leaves you feeling, like, largely lethargic. Leaves, like, f- leaves you feeling largely lethargic and not, like, being able to do much. But you get to the island, it's like, oh, I feel fucking fantastic. What the shit's happening? And the dreams start getting more intense and, like, changing and... I did not realize this at the time when I when I checked when I initially saw it or when I initially heard of the game or like bought it. This shit's Lovecraftian. Just straight up. But it I mean but it I does, was I was th- I was I was thinking that sounds kind of like this Lovecraftian title if I've ever heard one. Yeah, and it also like kind of like hides it a bit or like couches it in this world that is like insanely lush and vibrant. Because like a lot of Lovecraft stuff, it's always like, hey, it's tinged blue, it's fucking noir as hell. But with this, you're on this like tropical island with like lush foliage everywhere, sun's beating down at you at all times. Even like when it gets dark out, it doesn't ever get like pitch black, at least at least what I've played so far. Underwater, because occasionally there's underwater bits, which I fucking hate. I do not like the water. Just it's one of the reasons why I actually had it's one of the reasons why I actually uh, like returned uh the outer wilds like on top of just space causing me anxiety anything underwater also causes me massive anxiety which all that comes from just like real world fears i fucking hate lakes i hate the ocean i can't even go in swimming pools anymore just any part where the water gets so like compressed and under so much pressure that it like blocks out light I'm just like, oh, cool. Death lives down there. I'm a leave. Yeah, but like even underwater, it is so 
like vibrant and like neon almost. There's like glowing plants and shit, and like the sunlight coming through, like refracting into the water, looks fucking great. Uh, even the horrible like sea demon that lives off the coast of the island, even he's like fucking bright purple with glowing eyes. Hey, I'm a tentacle monster, but I'm friendly looking. Yeah, uh, I did kind of spoil myself on who it is. Okay, but like, do either you guys? You're right. Do either you guys care? I'm not gonna play this game. I hate walking simulators. Okay, cool. It's Dagon. Cool. That's cool as fuck. Yeah, walking simulators. Yeah, I I say walk. I say walking simulator, but it it is like an active puzzle game. You are like looking around. like, Like essentially, it's like instanced areas. Where like each area, each chapter has one area of the island that you're in. You can't really backtrack to other areas. And it's just, okay, there is a puzzle here. You will find information in the, you like walk around the environment, pick up shit, look around it, find information that will get out to your journal, and then use that to solve the puzzle of the area. And then you move on to the next area. So while it does have elements of walking simulators, it does have like the active thing of you are trying to solve the puzzle. And the puzzles, for the most part, are pretty straightforward. Like I'm not like I'm not sitting here doing like uh, this is. I'm, try, I'm trying to think of like other games that this might be in the style of, like Mist or that fucking. There was another game that came out not too long, like a couple years back, that was like closer to this from the guy who made Braid, I believe. Let me see if I can remember what the fuck it was. The Witness. Yeah, The Witness is probably a another close analog to this, but it's not like it's not like those games. Like the puzzles aren't like fucking. You know, like sitting here, they're like ripping your head. I was like, oh, what the fuck am I gonna do? They. Oh, they they take some thinking, but I'm able to look pretty much, but I'm able to pretty easily like, kind of blast through them at least, at least in the first couple chapters. Like I'm only an hour in, but I've gone through the first two chapters. Uh, but yeah, I I am a fan of like Lovecraftian style stories, uh, especially ones that don't fall into like tradition or uh, at least the ones aren't written, at least the ones that aren't written by Lovecraft. Because I like I like a lot of Lovecraftian ideas. I just don't like Lovecraft as a writer. A lot of his stuff is very formulaic and very boring. And then also the fact that he's a massive racist. There's monsters. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Humanity sucks. But like in this, they're adding this like level of like, well, not even they're not even adding it. They're they are doing it from the perspective of a person turning into one of these things. So the beauty they see in the transformation that's happening to them is is shown as beautiful, as opposed to looking at it from the outside, where it's just like, "Oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck is happening to you?" Because I because like during during one of these dream sequences, you're you're like you're like walking down this, you're being forced to walk down this beach toward Dagon. Who is like being forced to walk down this like rock path toward Dagon? Who is just like massive fucking figure, like hanging on, hanging off the side of a mountain that he's almost as tall as, just kind of off in the distance, shrouded in fog. And then, and then you, and then like 
you're not controlling this. You're you're just walking, and the character's like, okay, why can't I move? What the fuck is happening? And eventually, she falls off a fucking cliff into the into the ocean, and then realizes, oh, she can breathe underwater. That's weird. And then you go out into the wide open ocean, where I almost shit myself. And immediately tried almost. to surface. That's yeah. new for you. And immediately tried to surface and not be underwater. But then I was forced to go underwater, deeper into the depths where Dagon was waiting for me. And then I pulled up my hands, and oh, I had I had like finned hands, like a fish person. Because if you know Dagon, you know his buddies. All along. Yep. Yeah. If you want to see, you were one of his spawn all along. If you want to see more of Dagon and his children, why not check out James's Call of Cthulhu playthrough, Dark Corners of the Earth, available now on the website. It's a cool game. I don't know if James will ever finish it. He has, you know, work and stuff to do. Life happens, and it gets in the way of recording. Unlike half of us, he has a real job. Yep. But yeah, I'm going to be playing more of this. This was really cool. Um, I, I was I, I was really lucky to get it on sale. Uh, let me actually check, see how long the sale will last. Uh, oh, sale's over. <coughs> Tight. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I think I got. I think I got it for like fifteen bucks. It's currently it's currently like regular retail price. I think it's like twenty, which ain't bad. For a game that like looks this good, because like I really love the art style for this. It's like very like it kind. It's kind of cel shady, kind of not. It's got this like very stylized look to it, so it's like really makes things pop and like has this very great feel to it that doesn't. It's not trying to go for like the dark, gritty Lovecraft style thing. Like I said, it's very, it's very bright, very colorful, very kind of blocky. So everything like looks a bit cartoony or comic booky. So it, so it like adds that sense of like detachment from reality. It's not trying to be like the sinking city or anything. Which that was for the best. Uh, it gives it a very unique feel among Lovecraft stories, and I'm really looking forward to seeing how it finishes. Moving on from there, though. A couple of Chinese games, which is to say, games made by white people about China. Uh, one of which is very old that I still enjoy to a degree, and one of which is very new that I very much enjoy, but is very frustrating. Which one do you want to hear about first? In order. Okay. So, uh, I started replaying Sleeping Dogs. <laughs> The uh, GTA but in Hong Kong game. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, where you're playing Wei Shen, undercover cop, joins the fucking Sun on Yi, a triad gang, and then gets deep into that shit. Yeah, it's fun. It's very dated, though. Uh, like, GTA clones have not been popular in a long time. And it and it very much feels GTA like GTA itself. Yeah, GTA itself. And it very much feels like that with this game. It 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 feels very much of like of like, you know, 2010 around that era of games. Uh in terms in terms of like gameplay at least, it like it's actually what it's actually kind of surprising to me, like how much of a focus was put on the acting and story of this game. 
because like the cast for this is insane. They have a lot of like big name Asian American actors and voice actors putting in their like putting in uh, work for this game. Let me actually let me actually pull up a casting list because uh, I want to give these people the proper credit because they did a really great job with the game. Uh, sleeping dog. Da, 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 da. Yeah, so it's got uh, Will Young Lee, uh, Kelly Hugh, Elizabeth Sung. Uh, let's see, other people, other people. Uh, Byron Mann, Chin Han, James Hong, Lucy Liu. Like, like a lot of the, some of these actors are. Oh yeah, Tsima. He's fucking in this. He's great. A lot, a lot of these, like a lot, a lot of, some of these people are like Asian American. A lot of people are just like straight up Chinese. And it's fucking cool as hell. They they all do a really great job uh, bringing this world and this story to life. Uh, but the story is very much just, I am undercover cop here for revenge, and then I get in too deep and start to do crime. I have committed the crime. Yeah. But, like, as while you're doing the crime, you are also doing, like, cop shit. Like, like, the, like some of the side some of the side missions and objectives you do are just like straight up just you just go on raids in full cop uniform. Uh, one of the collectibles is breaking up drug busts. You like go into an area where there's a security camera, hack it, go back to your apartment, and then wait for and then like try an activity will pop up and then you just like, arrest the drug dealer who always is the exact same character model every time. So it's really easy to point them out. Uh, but yeah, like so many of the side missions and stuff just are the same repetitive shit. Like I think I've played. Let me actually check how many hours I put into that game before I gave up with it again. Da, 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 da. Sleepy dog, sleepy dogs. There he is. Yeah, I played I played the game for 16 hours. And like a third of the side, like, well, actually, Almost 100% of the side missions I played were just copy-paste of the same shit over and over and over again. Like, I think I think one side mission, that, like, tree I kept going down kept leading me to the same underground fucking, like, sewer tunnel that I had to shoot the same number of guys in with the same ar- arsenal weaponry every time. So it just kind of got... So you're saying it got samey. Yeah, it got samey, it got tedious, and the story at that point just wasn't carrying it for me anymore. Which sucked, because I was really enjoying it up to that point. But yeah, it just kind of fell, just kind of fell really flat. Uh, I only only ended up, I only got like, I only got the game because it was like, because it fucking cost a dollar. But yeah. Uh, then final game, and actually the newest game I've played in this little thing, uh, Sifu. Sifu is fucking great, and I suck ass at it. Uh, Sifu is a game from a uh, French studio, Slow Clap. Uh, I think it came out like a couple months ago, and it is story-wise, it's a very, it's a very like by the numbers, uh, boss rush revenge story. Uh, this group of like five martial artists came to your, came to your dad's martial arts dojo and murdered him for reasons. Uh, they murdered you too, but luckily, due to a magic string of coins, you survived. And that's the main gameplay conceit of the game. You can die and then 
as so long as you have this fucking string of coins on you, you come back to life immediately where you died. But you age. So you start the game as a 20-year-old, and as you progress throughout the game, you can get up to a 70-year-old, I believe. Like a 70 or 80, like a 70 or an 80-year-old before you just can't go anymore and you just die. I think it's 70, because there are five coins, and every 10 years the coin break. Yeah, so you you fucking just die and then come back with this string of coins, and then and then from there you just go character by character in these like little not quite boss rush because you got like there's like a level before them. Yeah, you just like choose these levels in sequential order, eventually getting up to Yang, the final guy who you who actually who actually played the prologue as. And just fucking take them the hell out. Uh every time you die, your like death counter increases and whenever you revive the death counter, that's how many years you age. And it's this really cool it's this really cool system where like your character like actually physically ages like them turning 30 their like hair gets a little bit longer they well i'm playing a female in the game like the, i'm playing the girl character which changes absolutely nothing apparently i just like playing girls in video games for whatever reason and yeah you know, like her, her hair gets longer as she gets older she gets a bit grayer like the wrinkles start to set in when you're playing a guy you just grow this like massive fuck off beard And it's all and it's all just martial arts based, and it's all like very parrying and blocking heavy focused, like dodging, and so much of it is mapped to the same button, and so much of it requires like such perfect time that you will just get fucked if you even like fuck up for a second. Like dudes will just like pile in on you. Uh, once you get into, like the flow of it and get into the rhythm and like map that the timing properly, it can feel just like this really great like martial arts ballet of just like choreographing these fucking fight scenes. But if you fuck it up, then you will just get bodied. Which I have been a lot. Uh, I beat the first level with eight years, and in the second level, I aged twenty six years. So that wasn't great. So what happens if you, can you like age too much and like have to die? Yes. Yeah, that's like the I said end that game. Like you overage and you die. Yeah, you get to like seventy, I think. So what? Uh, so what happens if that happens? You can't finish the game. Uh, no, you have like. So basically, with in terms of your age, um, each level is like instanced to the youngest you had been when you started. Because like, if you go back to the first level, you start again at twenty. Anything that you haven't permanently unlocked, like any skill that you have that you haven't permanently un- permanently unlocked, you lose and reset back to what you were at at that age. But then you can. But then if you go back and do that, then you can like progress forward again with that new age if you do better. What happens if you suck so much that like you age to seventy in the first level? Oh, then you just then you got to restart the first level again and get younger. Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. Like you can keep going back and like redoing levels again to try to get like better ages. Which I I probably some people have done, like I did. Like once once I once I beat the second level at age fifty eight, I was like, yeah, I need to restart. What I did, and did better, and finished the second level at around 40. I feel like, going forward, I'll have to do that a couple of times. And 
when you like go through a level, you actually do like unlock stuff that you can then revisit in subsequent playthroughs. Because you have like this detective board that keeps track of like your collectibles and the keys that you have to unlock certain stuff in levels. And progressing through, you will find like locked doors that you can't get to. And then eventually we'll get uh, key cards that will open up shortcuts should you come back and play the level later. Because when you reset, it resets any skill that you haven't permanently unlocked, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, any shrine bonuses, which every once in a while in a level you'll find like these dragon shrines that you can then you can then like unlock one or you can then, you can then unlock one bonus from, which some bonuses are locked off by how old you are. Like one of the things you can get is uh, you get a health regen when you take out an enemy, but if you are over forty, you cannot unlock that anymore. And it, yeah, it resets it resets all that stuff, but it doesn't reset the collectibles you got, like your keys and stuff to unlock the doors. So those once you get those, you have them forever. Which okay. if you're just trying to let's fucking like speed run this shit and like get to the boss in the quickest way possible, yeah, you're not gonna be going through the entire level again. You're gonna be going through the shortcuts like fucking Dark Souls, and it's really ingeniously designed that way. I really like the way that it handles <laughs> the aging, and I really like the way that you like you're able to replay these levels and like try to like sequentially just like get better and like learn these patterns and learn familiarize yourself with the mechanics because like the avoid is one of the most fucking annoying because it is very tricky to nail cuz like you have a block with and you have a block which also turns into a parry when you get like perfect timing uh if you fuck it up though you get uh structure damage and once your structure breaks then you're essentially open to just getting fucking styled on and insta killed and like every character has structure, including the enemies. That's your that's your main thing you're doing. You're not trying to just like you're not trying to knock out their health. You're trying to break their structure so you can just like insta kill on them. But then they can do that to you too. And I talked so much about that thing I forgot what my point was. Again, this keeps happening. Fuck. Yeah, uh, so skills. I mentioned I mentioned skills that you permanently unlock. Um, you get XP like as you complete levels and go through and like take out enemies and stuff. Uh, that XP is used to unlock skills. Once you have unlocked them, you can then spend more, like you can spend that same cost five times to unlock them permanently. So if you just have something unlocked, then you just then you can use it for that run but if you go back to like an early run and try to like get a younger age if you haven't unlocked it permanently you lose that skill and have to unlock it and have to like buy to unlock it again and then pay more to try to unlock it permanently again which is a nice way of it's well not nice it's it's a very smart way of handling that stuff when you were like rewinding time like this just giving you the opportunity to kind of rogue like it a little bit. It, of just like having these skills that you need to invest a lot of resources in to be able to like have forever. But once you get them forever, you fucking got them and you're good to go. <coughs> uh, like your focus bar, which gives you like these special moves that can like break stances and stuff and give you 
a like opening to just like fucking combo on somebody. Uh, you can unlock skills for that focus bar, but you don't unlock the focus bar through this stuff. You can only get that through shrine bonuses. There's a lot of like really neat balancing things in this that I'm not properly or adequately explaining. And I probably already talked enough and it's we've been we're two and a half hours in and Cave hasn't talked yet. Cave ain't talking because like two and a half hours in. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So yeah, I really like Sifu. Go play Sifu. Sifu is good. Sifu uh, is good. Sifu is life. Yeah. Cave. What you got? I played Legend Arceus and Soccer <laughs> Wars. They're fun. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, Alex and I really ate up time there. Yeah, you did. <sighs> So that's what we've been playing then. Uh, news wise, only one real news wise, only one real thing to talk about because you know there's a lot of things happening in the world right now. So video game news isn't exactly popping off as it used to, as it usually is. Uh, but EA has announced they're going to be that uh, their Motive Studio is going to be making a remake of the original Dead Space coming in early 2023. That's just what we need right now. Yep, a remake. Dead Space. Yep, a remake of a video game from like 2004. Made by a made by a publisher who doesn't give a fuck about that game and only cares about the money they make. Made made by a studio who has only worked on licensed or remake properties, but was founded with the intent of making original IP. Yay, EA. Oh, the new releases. Why is fucking nothing of note? Like 2K22 is out this week. And the next week is an FMV game. Whoa. A murder mystery game. Whoa. Wow, this thing fucking killed Cave. <sighs> like, I've never seen you this... I've never heard you this broken from a podcast before. It's not the podcast. It's the... We're literally talking about how there's nothing to talk about at this point. <laughs> <laughs> It's like fucking Christ. Yep, that's it. Thank y'all for joining us. Bye. Goodbye. Have a wonderful time.